Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, yeah, right a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up, Fran? What's up, I man? I know this is your specialty, but this is you know this is um. It's even more unprecedented globally. Okay. So I want you to go ahead and go in and um. Why don't you go ahead and give us a weather report, man? Oh man, this. The weather is brutal, man. Scorching hot, and I'm out, I'm out there in the dead middle of it. I mean, I mean, I see. I'm. I guess I. I guess you could say I'm a little fortunate because I'm not like on roofs and stuff. Sure. And I'm not, you know, doing any type of lawn care. Yeah. Those people have to. You have to wear Landscape long. You have. You have to wear long sleeve. Yeah. Type of clothing for those type of professions because there you're not in no shade. The yeah, sun is no. beaming down on you. Hellish. Yeah. So the rent is too damn high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I have I fortunately I have AC in my in my work truck, so Lesson. I can get in there and cool off. And I gotta get out and you know hit a block or two. But yeah, it's been hell, man. Yeah, the block it's is hot hell. for sure. Yeah. It's crazy time, and it's globally, bro. The you the UK yeah. facing record, like record yeah record yeah, yeah, yeah. temperatures. They are not dealing with it well. And you know, it's a lot of white people over 
either. So they are getting all kind of burnt up, and mm. you know, and the sun does not like them very much. So they just out, you know, trying to live their life, but it's scorching hot sun. Yeah, you know, people get sun cancer, sunspots, and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, well, you get your vitamin D. Don't you get that from the sun? Yeah, but you get a vitamin D overload. Mm. You get too much D. You get too much D. Yeah, you throw some D's on it. Yeah. Um. So you know, they gotta ease back. You know, they almost become like vampires. I would assume, just yeah. stay indoors until nighttime. And then live their life, you know. Um, fortunately for me, I'm a bit of a day walker, but it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like being out there. Yeah, so uh, it is not fun. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah even it's melanated not. or not, it's it's a Doesn't it's matter. a it's not a fun time to be out in the sun. No, there's not a fun 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 in the sun in the U.S. I'm not a fan or of, abroad. Yeah, I mean, I was born in the summer. I'm not a fan of summer weather. I'm just just oh, not, man. Can't even wear all my fun sweaters and jackets and no. stuff. If I wore a beanie right now, if I can have a heat stroke, would not be fun. Be on the news. Yes, yes. Guy, di- guy dies trying to be fashionable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be a good news story. Idiot. Like, what an idiot. Dot, 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 idiot. Yeah. yeah. Idiot wore wool beanie for six hours. Yeah. Trying to look cool. Trying to look cool. It's not worth it. Yes. Um, but in other news, briefly, I don't have much to talk about, but I don't know if you- You don't? What kind of shit going around the world? It's one of those kind of things, though. It's like so much going on. I don't even, you know, you know, I played, so much going on. I, don't I played, like about I played, the, I played the Mega Million the other day, right? Get out of here. It's that like- Because it's so high. Six, got I go, I go, got to. I got to put my hand, I got to put my chances, right? Yeah, so you I did yeah. that. And it comes on like 11, right? At night. At night, mm-hmm. the drawing. So I go and I go and I'm flicking through the, the local news channels. Yes. Waiting for the numbers. And I'm like. Seeing all kind of dastardly, Man, horrible, I'm like, horrible news. Huh? I'm, and here is 11, Death, 13, murder. 2. Death. So it's like. Murder. Record, man, murder. I'm like, this is not where I will catch it. Highest shooting yeah, since 2011. Like, I was like, I cut, I cut that shit. I was like, I'm not, I can't. Yeah, I'll catch, I'm not going to catch consume all this waiting f- to see if I won the Mega Million. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Yeah, just catch, catch the numbers on the internet. Yeah, man, it just, yeah, it wasn't it's not, it's not worth the wait, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, no, we live, we we live in a, we live in an interesting city. It's an interesting time. Summertime gets people, fries people's brains. So you get a lot of crazy news yeah, stories. Man. We're still kind of dealing with that squeegee. Uh, boy murder situation. Talk about that on the news. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, that's oh, that's not. I mean, that's going in legislation. Yeah, but do you know what else is going on with that though? It's like these kids are going, they they making money doing squeegee, Uh and they they had these these job programs where they can you know they can go into. Yes, but people are not getting paid, so they go, why am I doing this if I can go on the street? It's like an internship. No, 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 no. They just haven't been like it's they're the supposed to get paid. Supposed to get, like some people go like, oh, I haven't been paid for five weeks, and it's like, oh wow, I can make more money the on gov- the street. The local government is the Baltimore City government is trash. Yeah, it's like I can make more money on the street. We than, get hacked and all type of stuff. Then doing happens. this and I'm not getting paid. Yeah, Fuck this. so they're supposed to get paid and like the checks are held. And up. some people are not getting paid. So I did my labor, I did my work for you, and you're not paying me. Yes, that, so they, so th- th- that's gonna cost. That's, right. Yeah, yeah. So they go, I can just go on the street, make ten dollars up, you know, whatever. And yeah. it's like, why well, do this if, if they're not gonna pay me? And I go, okay, you you find some type of you try to resolve the situation. Some of them the go situation. to the program. And then they go. And, and it's you like, fuck them over. Yeah. yeah that's so not why cool. do this? Why should I do this? Yeah, that's not cool. Come on, man. It's like I didn't put on a tie. <laughs> came here, said hi to these people coming into yeah. the building, holding doors open for people, yeah. cleaning trash they cans. They make milkshakes and shit. And it's like, yeah. I don't. And now you don't what? pay me? No. Nah, that's no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. But on top of that, the you know, people are kind of fed up. Yeah. I think that this. And now it's also caused a riff. And I don't have. A, I'm kind of sitting on the fence because, like, I understand. Some people are going like, well, he should have stayed in his car. But at the same time, I go, I don't, I wasn't there. Well, and first I've of seen all, some of those situations right. escalate to where I, be, you know, don't yeah. hit, you hit my car, I'm gonna, I might react. Exactly. Also, have you been in a situation with don't, don't, I feel like people should say he should stay in his car. Sure. Have you been approached by these? It's, it's, if you you can, it's easy to say that when you're not in a situation where you haven't been through it. Absolutely. They are, they are aggressive. Yeah. They are aggressive. So it's like, maybe that guy traveled through there every day and he was like, you know, this time I'm just. Yeah. 
I'm tired. Yeah. Like I'm just whatever they oh again, he might hit my car or whatever. It's never so just, just react. It's, it's never it's rarely just one no. Yeah. When people say he should have stayed in his car, it's like, yeah, I agree. But I also wasn't there to see the reaction because I mean, listen, I don't drive a fucking Mercedes G-Wagon, but I like my car. And if a kid fucking smacked the fucking door of my car with a, a, a squeegee or kicked it or something like that, I might hop out and have some things to say. Yeah. And it might escalate. Now, in your mind, you go, come on, man, be the bigger person. It's like, yeah, it's cool, but I, I can't speak to the situation. I wasn't in the situation. Yeah. What happened was, though, the guy got murdered in the middle of the street. Yeah. Whether that's self-defense because he had a bat or whatever in his hand, I don't know. Some people say it's self-defense. Stand your ground. You know, they've been making, you know, comparisons to that that law, stand your ground, versus, you know, why are they out there in the first place? So that's kind of the the divide is like, well, that person had a right to defend themselves against a person with a bat. But it's like, well, this person has no right literally by law to be out here panhandling on the street. It's against the law. I think it's rule, laws on the book about doing what they're doing. Yeah. So it's like it kind of. What side? What side is saying what though? That's another thing. Well, it's the one side is saying it's a justified killing, but it's one side. side. But I don't want to get racial. But what is it? Is it the black people saying like? Oh well, you know that. I mean, and yeah, it's the white yeah. people are going like, well, they should be on the street. Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, pretty, like, yeah, pretty who's much. Saying, who's saying? Who's Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And there's some, you know, some gray areas. Some people of, course, of yeah, other yeah. races on both sides. Yeah, yeah. But like, predominantly, that's kind of the divide that's been made. You know, because like everything in this country is going to become about race when it boils down. To yeah. It. Um. True, but yeah. Uh. The thing I wanted to discuss was speaking of like laws and you know, gray areas and what people people taking sides. There Ooh, was there okay. was a woman. Mm-hmm. Who was at a hotel in DC? All right. She murdered her husband, but she murdered her husband because she's a daycare worker, and she recently found out from a bunch of her students, like several of her daycare attendants, like the kids, mm-hmm. said that her husband had been molesting them. Shit. And so she murdered her. She was arrested for on. Oh, she was arrested yeah. on murder charges, and a lot of people were like, "Free her." And I'd like to get your thoughts on that scenario. I, again, mm. I, I, let me see if I can find the woman's name really quick. I, it's, it just happened, so I don't even know if her name has been released. Um, yeah, I don't think her name has been released yet, Okay, but, um, that's the scenario. All so, right. So like, what are your thoughts on the, the idea of like this woman killed a man who was molesting was children? Yes. Was, and he was molesting children at her daycare that she, I don't know if she owns it, but Does she works. She's like a manager or something. Does he work? Does he work there? Why was he? Well, no, I think, you know, it's, it's her daycare and of sorts. So okay. he might've come and help. I don't know mm-hmm. if he, ne- I don't gotcha, know if he necessarily gotcha, gotcha. works there, but you know, he comes into his wife's business. Yeah. And my and she trusts him, so maybe he had moments of being unsupervised with the children right, and right. he took advantage of that. Hmm. So what's the Free question? her? Oh I mean, what do you yeah. Oh, I thought you mean like was the killing justified? I, I mean, yeah, basically. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right. Um n- no. Yeah, that's the no. it, I think it sets a really dangerous precedent. I understand. Yeah. And fuck that guy. Right. But at the same time, if we start going like what's a justified murder? We're going to start like getting into a real fuzzy area yeah, where we yeah, start yeah. going like, well, you know, I mean, he hit her mom one time. So she, you know, it's like once we start playing that game yeah. of like, is this a no, 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 no crimes, no, no charges filed. It's like, I don't know. But I, I understand why people are saying free yes, her. I do get that. And, but, and also like she didn't catch him in the act. Right. She wasn't defending a child. Yeah. It's like she heard about it. They were in DC. The daycare is in Baltimore County. So they were out like doing something else. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if it washed over her or she got a phone call or I don't know what, but she did it like it was almost like it was premeditated. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen at at the daycare and she run, came into the room and saw some horrible thing happen. Yeah, well, it sounds like I'd be like I'd say free her if that was the scenario. Right. It sounds like that um she had a hint before 
this. Yeah, the kids. They said the kids have told her apparently. Or the uh, kids had mentioned it. Okay, so okay, then she must have had already had an idea this was happening. Yeah. So she Maybe already she already it. was angry, bubbling. Right? So it was that was lingering over. And then mm-hmm. it was like she heard something. Cra- I don't know something. Got, it must have got worse, you know. Yeah. And then she just reacted. But at the end of the day, we can't we can't just go around killing people. Yeah. You, you call the local Both. authorities or whatever. Yes. You take the right procedures that you need to take to you know. Yeah, this all the situation, but you can't just go around. I'm not a fan of vengeance. You can't just go around killing people. This man. is not Batman. We don't live in Gotham. Yeah. Like I'm not a fan of vengeance. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, and I've heard all kind of. We heard all kind of stories in the side. Some of them are true. Some of them are not. About that guy who killed Nipsey Hussle, his family being in danger. Maybe some of his family even being killed after what he did. Mm. And it's like it's one of those kind of things where street justice, quote unquote. I'm not necessarily a fan of it. I'm not necessarily a anti it. If it happens, I'm not going to be like, that's, they should go arrest those people. Now. Like, I'm not like that. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, we should go through the proper procedures and bring people to justice the right way because it sets a dangerous precedent. Because then you, if you yeah. let street mob, that's what, that's what lynch mobs were. If you let, I mean, they were more than that. They were racist and horrible. But yeah. I'm just saying it was people <laughs> just being like, we think we know what happened. Yeah. Let's go fucking take this into our own hands. Yeah. And that's that's dangerous. I don't want to live in a country where that's just you can just do that. Vigilantes running around. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but angry the whole, mobs. The whole Nipsey thing was he was like the heart of that. Absolutely. City. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, that's absolutely. completely different. But absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you just can't. But I'm just saying the idea I that he was arrested yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. his trial is happening yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Like if they would have killed him that night or something like that, I would have been like not upset or anything like that. But I think it's better to like bring him to justice. Yes. You know. Yeah. But again, you can't you can't just go around killing people. You can't do that. Yeah, you just can't. Now, still free her. Yeah, because I, I hope she gets. I hope she gets a yeah. manslaughter or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. something where she can get out in a in a reasonable amount of time. I hope yeah. they are not harsh on her, and I don't think they will be harsh on her if that's true. Because that's the other thing. I used to watch Ayanla Fix My Life, mm-hmm. and there was an episode of Ayanla Fix My Life where a wife. Or a, a woman had kids with a guy. They had like three daughters, and she convinced all three of her daughters that their father molested them, and she did it out of spite. And then Wait, asked for his forgiveness. Like I don't know, I don't, uh, I, he didn't want to okay. be with her or something like that. Okay. And then so now, twenty years later, like two of the daughters thought that he did, and one of them thought that he didn't. Mm-hmm. They had a strained relationship with their father, and then mm-hmm. they go on the show, and she's and they, you know, Ayanna confronts her and is like, "Did you make that up?" And she goes, "I did. Shit, uh, make that up, and I apologize." And he, you, you could visibly see him. It was he was so angry, and Ayanla told him. She said, "You don't have to forgive her, like because yeah. you know you go. I'm sorry. You think that the person's supposed to go. I forgive you." And he his reaction was so because she said it like, uh, "I did borrow your shoes when I said I didn't." Yeah, and because that's that's that stuck to your name. Yes. Yeah, you oh, that affects that? not yeah. just your daughters. That affects the family, exactly. people's your reputation. Exactly. That carried he carried that for twenty years, and then she casually was like, "I did lie. My bad on that." You know. <laughs> Players fuck up too, and just kind of was like, you know, do you forgive me? And he was, and she told him that Ayanla said, "You don't have to." And he was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't forgive." Fuck you for that. that, and he never should. And then his daughters have to realize, like, we've been thinking this about our father all these years and all this stuff. So the point of me bringing that up is that I don't know this lady. It sounds like a a a, a very like wild story, and almost like she's painted as a hero yeah. and everything like that. But I don't know, and we don't know the details. Who, we don't know what if the kids really said this. Yeah. If this is a rumor that might have been spun out of control, this guy could have done nothing. I don't know that. So, and again, that goes back to the vigilante, uh, mob, angry mobs. Yeah. Like a rumor 
might have got this guy killed and maybe he didn't do anything. We don't know. Yeah. And so was was he shot? She shot him. He she shot, shot him in like a nice hotel. They were like at a nice hotel together. I don't know why she had a gun there, but she keeps, you know, she keeps the hammer on her and she shot him. Mm. For what reason? I don't know if maybe she got him to confess. That's more will unfold, I'm sure. When they get her, she's probably going to confess. I was like, I said, what are the more, we need more details on that. Exactly. Like, was it one gunshot? Like, what? what why? Exactly. What led to the shooting yeah. there? Like, what did he, did he, did he fess up to it? Did you confront him and he said, I, I did once and then you shot him? Like, was this the whole, was this the plan? All, she'll never say that, but was no. this the plan all along? Like, did you plan to bring him to a nice hotel and lure, lower his guard and then do this? Like, mm. We need to know those things. Yeah. But this is why vigilantism isn't a good thing because right. she could be wrong. She could be misinformed. She might have been, she might have heard wrong. She might have heard a rumor wrong, falsely. Did you just get paid money? Yeah. What are you in Bitcoin? Huh? You in Bitcoin or something? No. Okay. Got some side business. Okay, you don't need to elaborate any further. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get into these shout outs. All right, got a quick list of shout-outs this, this week. Uh, apologies to people last week. Uh, me and Fran talked so much on last week's episode that it was too long to upload to Patreon. So episode 234, Parlez-vous Murder, is not currently on Patreon. I apologize really? for that. But it was just it was too long. It, Pat- Patreon would not accept the file. So I apologize really? for that, for you guys not getting that ad-free content on there. Uh, uh, we'll try to keep things down to a minimum uh you know in the future but i was very excited to see my friend and tell him about my ex- yeah, escapades man. and everything like that and so we got a little long-winded um dare them. yeah yeah who are you come on patreon i pay for the pro subscription <laughs> you're supposed to let me upload the biggest files i want ever and if anybody again but also let me just say this also this is a two-man operation if there's another way maybe you can compress a file and make it smaller i don't know how to do that type of shit you know what I'm saying? Like, I upload the files. Maybe there's a way to make it smaller without mm. cutting it down. Yeah. And I don't know how to do that, but I don't know how to do that. I'm a very old man when it comes to technology. I just learned about having, like, shared folders on on this trip with my friends where it's like, you can send the, fo- the, fo- the pictures from your phone to my phone, and we all have one big uh, folder together that we share via the cloud. Okay. And even all that stuff I just said, I don't really know what I said. Yeah, yeah. I just, a Snapchat's still a thing. I'm still learning about these things. I'm an old man, and I'm not going to contribute to some of the things. Yeah. Some things I'm not going to participate in. Ah, I disagree with that. I think, I think we both have some, a little bit tech savvy, a little bit. Sure. I'm above, I would say I'm above average tech savvy. Okay. But podcasting takes you into deep waters. <laughs> yeah. It's know. not just basics. It, you get out of the basics pretty quickly. Oh, okay. When you, when you got to do, like, yeah. you know, I told you, I'm trying to find a, a social media manager for, for, you know, for just post posts and stuff. Like, I like controlling the Instagram and talking to people and everything like that, but I don't know how to do all these posts and cool, make cool banners and yeah, all that. Yeah. I don't know how to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's time consuming and I'm not a creative and that's not my creative brain. That's not how my brain works. Art. That's not what I do. Yeah. So, you know, you got to find people that know how to do these things. You use, use paint. or I don't know if that's yeah, the thing. Well, hey, man, well, look. We, uh, our, our team is we building it out. Building the team. Slowly but surely. Slow yeah, we're slowly but surely building the team, you know. And uh, so we appreciate everybody sticking with us. This is, we're, we're, we're trying to grow at a, at, a, at a steady pace. And sometimes our opportunities and stuff get bigger than the two-man operation. But you know what? We still hold it down and we do the best that we can. Yep. We stretch ourselves a little thin in that regard sometimes, but we still hold it down. Now I'm starting to realize we might need to branch out have a couple people on staff yeah just to handle some small things just take some stuff off our plate anyway quick shout outs like i said shout out to tess h much love and appreciation to you shout out keep doing your thing up next we got jennifer m jennifer m you are a bright spot in a dark world but not too bright like the sun that's killing us slowly and fast in some regards it's so hot it's so hot it's so hot jennifer don't be a heat and a burden on your friends in your life 
like the sun is being on this planet Earth. Yeah. Okay? That's a little life lesson for me. Go out there and do your thing. Go be great. Lastly, we got Allison R. Okay. Shout out Allison. You are our most recent Patreon mm-hmm. subscriber. And uh, by proxy, the most important for the day. Yep. You know, that's how time works. You the you know, uh, you know, it's what have you done for me lately? And Absolutely. Allison most recently has subscribed to the Patreon the most lately. Yeah. So that makes her the most important <laughs> exactly. affirminator of the moment. We love you. You are the moment. You're agree. glowing. You're killing it. You're slaying. All those things. Shout out to you, Allison. And uh, those are the Patreon uh, shout outs. Now, uh, True Crime Podcast Festival, Dallas, Texas, next month. I will be uh, on a panel with the ladies from Black True Crime. We're having a discussion about representation in true crime. Fran is not allowed in Dallas because of parking tickets and yeah. some other nefarious things that he participated in that I was not there for, and that's your business. And you know, so he will not be in Dallas with me, but I will be there holding it down the fort, talking to people, going maybe riding a mechanical bull. Okay, I did cut some Levi's into very high waisted shorts, and so I the will ass out a little bit. All right, you know, just the little the cup. Okay, the cups are out. Just the, bo- okay, just the bottoms it. is out. I don't got the whole. Ch- I'm, gotcha. I'm a I'm a lady. Um, so, you know, just a, just a little res- respectful, cl- it's classy, classy risque. Okay. Um, so I'll be probably hopping on a mechanical bull at the very least. Um, apparently we have, a, our panel is at 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday. So I'm going to be right. going straight from that out. Yeah. Like I want to go see the town. I didn't know it was going to be so late, but I don't have any control over the schedule. I'm just happy to be there and I'm just going to be sitting there and letting them talk and have intelligent discussions and I'll jump in where I can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you are in the Dallas, Texas area, if you have a ticket to True Crime Podcast Festival. I'll see you there. Uh, Fran will be there in spirit. Maybe I'll, I'll pop you up on the FaceTime. You can say yeah. hi to some people, stuff, stuff like that. We'll get you involved in that regard. I'm excited excited to see a lot of our friends that are going to be there. And it's going to be a fun time. So I don't know if the tickets are still available, but if they are, go take a look. And if you have your tickets, I'll see you in Dallas, man. Let's have a good time. It's going to be so hot. Very hot. Ugh. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. It's hot now here. What's that? What's that? Mid-August? Late August. Late August. And it's Texas heat. That's mm. It's called that for a reason. They yeah. call it Texas heat, which means it's different. Yeah, it's hot. So hot. you gotta have jeans with the ass out. I have to, and well, I will bring your boots, spurs, and shit on it. Yeah, I got some. I got some boots. I got some cowboy okay. boots. I'm wear those no socks. Okay. We'll keep it as light as possible. All right. Penny tees. I got a lot of like uh, mesh shirts. Okay, you can wear a hat, big sun hat, straw. Okay, so it breathes. Yes, yes. So okay. I'm gonna be looking like a San Francisco. I don't tree. know. That might catch on fire. It's so damn hot. That's yeah, true, and it's dry. The dry, the yeah. dry of the the yeah yeah of the straw. Um, yeah, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it, yeah. but. <laughs> Long story short, I will have on Daisy Dukes. The cheeks will be out tastefully. Okay. And we will survive the Texas heat together. Te- a little tease. Just a little tease. Yeah, just a little tease. I'm like, ooh. I'm going to put my hand over my mouth. Ooh, oh, no. My, <laughs> is, my, is my cheeks out? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Betty Bob. <laughs> a dog pulls my shorts down. I'm like, oh, no. My butt's out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's going to be a fun time in Dallas, Texas. I walk over a grate. Ooh, no, no. A breeze. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun times in Dallas, Texas. I'm excited to see uh, some people uh, and have some good time and talk to some podcasters and network. And I'm also going a couple of days in advance. Okay, and I'm supposed to be hanging out with my good friends Laura Norton and Sarah Turney are going to another podcast festival earlier in the week. Okay, and so I'm gonna be there a couple of days early just to hang out with them, grab a drink with them. Cool. It's always good to see Sarah, and it's always good to see. I've never met Laura in person, so I'm actually excited for that too. Um, so that's her partner, right? No, Laura oh. is from the Fall Line. And I know that is. I thought. I thought. I thought they had another. I thought she had another podcast. No, they're just they're just good friends. Okay, gotcha. Okay, right. and killing the podcast right. space. And and this podcast festival is just like podcasting in general. Yeah, I was not able to get a ticket to that just because I've never heard of it, and the tickets are pretty expensive. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't justify paying for this ticket 
to see my two friends that I know that I can just get a drink with them yeah. after that. Okay, so what's that festival called? Like the podcast festival or something like that. It's just... just it's like all around comedy, okay. business. Okay. Just You can really soak up some gems, honestly. Like it, it, is, it, would be, yeah. it would be worth it to go, but I just got back from this trip. Like yeah. I spent a lot of money doing that, and like the tickets are like that sounds a fun. few hundred dollars. That sounds fun, though. It does sound fun. Yeah. And if they could have got me a fucking uh, guest pass, I would have yeah. yeah, been up in that piece. But hmm. I, my, my clout doesn't. I don't have that clout. I would love to go to that. We'll look into it. Let's let's yeah, do it next year. That sounds it, fun. It, it is it is beneficial. They're yeah. they're telling you about the new mics that are coming out. I'll, yeah, the new yeah, trends. Yeah. I like, I it's a, it's like a good festival to go to. Yeah, but yeah. I had never heard of it until Laura told mm. me about it, and okay. so it was so last minute. And it's I'm coming fresh off this European trip that I'm like I'm not gonna last minute spend five hundred dollars to go to this thing I never heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like a podcast con type thing. Yes. But all, all around. Just doesn't matter. Just yeah, all, all yeah, genres I, 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 of podcasting. Yeah, yeah. We'll look that. into it. We'll yeah. do it. We'll do it next year for sure. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to Dallas, Texas, man. Again, I hope that I don't pass out from the heat. Um, me too. You guys can catch me on a, a mechanical bull doing my thing. And uh, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. Affirmative Murder is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your lifestyle. With Green Chef, you can expect elevated top-notch quality featuring premium ingredients and sustainably sourced produce. Some of my favorite Green Chef recipes include the steak and butternut squash salad, the green pea falafel with tahini, and the garlic herb chicken with sun-dried tomatoes, which I just had last night, and it was a fire. With pre-measured and prepped ingredients and instructions that a monkey could understand, it's like having a five-star chef in a box that shows up right to your doorstep. And right now, for Affirmative Murder listeners, Green Chef is offering $135 off your first order. Just go to greenchef.com AMP135 and use the code AMP135 to get $135 off across five boxes plus free shipping on your first box. Shout out to Green Chef for holding us down for all these months, man. It's been a great 2022, and Green Chef has been a big part of that. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Welcome back. It's my turn to go. My affirmative murder this week is about the story of David Lance Bruce. Mm. Shout out to Jess. DLB. Our uh, researcher. Yes, shout out to Jess. Phenomenal job. Keep doing your thing, yes. Jess. Here we go. So David Bruce, it's not a lot of information on when he was born, mm-hmm. but... He's a piece of shit, so sure. I don't care when... You think he's any relation to, to Bruce Bruce? The comedian? Yeah. I don't know. Is he from Ohio? I don't know. Uh, Is he from uh, Ohio? I think he's from Atlanta. No, yeah, I, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Bruce was married to Michelle Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have some um, previous runners with the law, uh, so he had four felony convictions mm-hmm. and two parole violations. So. Okay. I don't really count those, though. Because it's so violations? easy to violate parole. Oh yeah, it's just it's it's a, such a horrible system. So it's like, I just it's just it's just such I, weird I, confines I, I, to live under. It's like still being in jail. Yeah, I get that. Uh, so he served eleven years and seven months in a correctional institution. Uh, he was paroled in March two thousand four. After his after his parole, uh, he was working at Buckholes Wall Systems. Buckholes. Buckholes. I tried to look it up. I don't know what the fuck this is. Wall it, Systems. Wall Systems. I don't know if it's an alarm system. Yeah, that's what um, I would be guess. I looked it up on Google and nothing comes up. Wall it's systems. Just, yeah, it, it comes up with like the AC units. The guy who have it. Maybe. Like the like but just the screen. 
the uh, thermostat. Yeah, thermostat. Yes, the thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> the the air conditioning screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. maybe the air conditioning uh, screen. Maybe it's the air conditioning screen man. That could be, or uh, I went with just alarm systems. Sure, that may yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, yeah. I don't know I, what else other than those two. Yes. I don't know what else it could be. Uh, but I did. I looked it up. I don't think the thing. I don't think exists anymore. I don't. I just made the job yeah. up. Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he he worked from there from 2001 until January 21st, 2005. So he worked, you know, four years, four years there. Mm-hmm. Before his um, before his firing in 2005, mm-hmm. he was working uh, at a construction site in a development. Right. And yes. His responsibilities was to his responsibilities was to put up scaffolding in the development. Mm. Um, so that was his responsibility. And remember, I want you, you know, keep that in mind of, you know, his responsibilities of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he always said that he also drove a, a, a white Ford Explorer. Okay. Solid car. So, yeah. So his, his first victim was Melanie Carr, who was 33 African-American woman. Um, they said, you know, she believed to be a sex worker and her body was found near the alum, alum Creek reservoir on January of 2005. Again, this is around the time that, you know, he was fired. He was fired from job and his autopsy showed that, you know, Melanie died from asphyxia due to uh, manual strangulation. Mm. Victim two was Tawana Louise Bean, who was age 40, also an African-American woman who also was a, se- a sex, sex worker. worker. Um, but confirmed like or like not just believed to be. Because the first one you said believed to be. Yeah, well, yeah. So she like likely probably believed to be. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I, was, I don't want to say confirm. Um, based on what he, the shit he was doing, yeah, and the way he's meeting these women, you know, it believed to be sex worker. Mm-hmm. Tawana was reported missing on February twelfth, but she hadn't been seen for a month. Mm-hmm. Her body was discovered on March fourteenth near Alum Creek Reservoir. Same place. Dumping ground. Yep, um, along Afri- Africa Road, but it was believed to have been there. For anywhere from a couple of days to a couple of months, um, her cause of death was listed as drug overdose, with the possibility of being smothered or strangled. Mm, that's a, yeah. Let me preface this by saying that you know, se- we we know sex working is dangerous. Right? Yes. The stories that we've 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 done, that you know, it's in the in the true kind of space when we hear sex working in the stores, right? Mm-hmm. Many people may not like to say it, sure. but I think a lot of people think it where it's just like we kind of, you know, downgrade or, you know, we kind of downgrade the severity of these victims when they go, like, they were murdered, but, you know, they were sex workers. Like, yeah, it, it's, and that's another reason why people have almost started a campaign is to, like, say other things about these people yes, other than they're sex workers exactly. because it makes it easy for you to detach from them being human beings when you say that they are a sex worker. Right, and that's why I want to say this because I'm like, even if you don't mean to, naturally, I feel like people go like, well, well you know, that's the life. That's the life. And it's dangerous like, situation. at the end of the day, these are, you know, these are human beings. Absolutely. Like, they're being killed, being murdered because it, but you call it a sex work. It's like, it's, they're trying to, trying to make money, trying to yes. eat. Right. So yes. it's like, they're people trying they're to people survive. They're people trying to eat. So it's, you can't go, you know, if they wasn't doing this. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like they're uh stuntmen. Exactly. Like, oh, well, if you wouldn't ride those dangerous exactly. bikes, you would say, no, exactly. this person is desperate enough to, you know, use their body. The most, like, the one, the thing, the one thing that they own, no matter what happens in yes. life, you know, the, the, you know, the, the car dealership can't take your body back. 
the you know you know you can't repossess somebody's body. They're using that to try to survive. Yes. And if sex work exactly. was legal, they could do it in a in a in a, a safer situation. Yes. And I don't know why that case why that's not the case. Yep. You know where you know you get these like you know I don't know the better term for them, but you get these like there's like these rub and tug massage parlors. Yeah. That's a form of sex work. I think it's illegal, it's illegal. to do. Yeah, yeah. But like if somebody wants to offer a sex sexual work for money and there's a, a market for it and they want to start a business, you know, then what's the problem with that? Yeah. And well, if it, they find a way to tax, then it's a whole different distance. Like, okay, when we can, it's a whole different thing. That's a whole different story. Yeah. Right? I think that, I think that's the problem is that the government doesn't know how to get their hands of on sex, on the sex work industry. And if they legalized it, what's the incentive of legalizing it? Yeah. It, because it's your, like I said, it's your body. Yeah. How do you get a piece of somebody's body? And because they, haven't figured it out yet. Mm. I don't know if sex work will ever be legal. Yeah. But if sex work was legal, we'd be doing a lot less stories, I believe. At right. least like in masses. I mean, you talk about yeah, yeah. this story that you're telling, I'm sure it's not done, mm -hmm. but you talk about the grim sleeper who they think he killed like over 50 women. Yeah. You talk about Samuel Little where all of his victims weren't sex workers, but some of them were. Yeah. You know? And so these are vulnerable people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have drug addictions and these people are being exploited a lot of times by dangerous people. Yes. Yeah, so I just I just want to mention because you know I had the habit of doing that when I first started doing these stories where you go like, yeah, I mean, you know if it's they were sex work, it was sex work, it was like then as you do more, it's like nah, these are still human beings and they, yeah. they it, it's kind of like it's their profession. It's like they that's how they get they do that because they need yes. to get paid and they need to eat. Got to feed themselves, feed their kids. So it's like I, I and I do especially if new people coming into the true crime space or whatever, we need to stop stop looking at it like that and being like, well, I mean. Kind of like feeling sad for him. It's like, yeah, dangerous. You can job. feel sad for him because, like, this is the way they got to fucking feed their family or sure. whatever. But it's like, no. Yeah. I, I just don't think that's right. Yeah. Um. So his third victim was Robin Brown, who was 35 years old, also African American woman, who was married to Angelo Brown and with three kids. You know, she had her, you know, runnings with the law. You know, nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, so according to Angelo, who is her husband, Said that on January 26th, Robin cooked, cooked dinner around 5 or 5.30 and then got dressed up to go over a friend's place. He said that she was wearing a black coat, jeans, a top, and some tennis shoes. He couldn't, he said he couldn't remember if she was wearing jewelry or she took a purse. Mm -hmm. He said that he dropped her off at her friend's place who was, who was Sherwood Brown, which is a guy, right? Okay. In Columbus. And again, this is Ohio, mm -hmm. and never saw her again. Another friend, Jacqueline Meadows, saw Robin at her at at the friend's place. Then she remembered, um, she remembered hearing Robin say goodbye from an SUV that looked like the white Ford, Ford Explorer. Explorer that Bruce owned. But Jacqueline also said that she didn't technically see her. He just, she just, or he heard her say goodbye. And he didn't see who was the driver of the car either. Mm. On January 27, 2005, Robin's body unfortunately was discovered on the porch of the house that was under construction. Troy Boyce, who was a worker on this construction site, mm -hmm. arrived to work on the house that morning of the 27th. He noticed that when he arrived to the front door, you know, he was driving up the driveway that he saw what he looked like was a pile of trash on the, the front porch. Yeah. So he parked in the driveway Went through the garage, around, you know, making his way around in the house, making his way to the front, but he realized that it wasn't trash. It was, you know, a body. Yeah. Which was Robin Brown's. Robin was partially clothed from the waist up, 
and there was evidence of bindings on her and covered in blood. Mm. So another thing I wanted to mention was, I'm not going to say, I will never speak, you know, ill about, you know, any victims, obviously. Sure. You know, but this, what I was, what came to my mind was this was a married woman. Yes. And, you know, why was she, I don't know, this is totally personal type shit, but like she was dropped off, By her David, husband dropped yeah. off at another guy's house. Yeah. Who went with another, like, guy, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Odd situation for I, sure. I think it's odd situation. Yeah. Um, but we also don't know who the guy friend exactly, is. Exactly. You know, but which is yeah, more important? More important that she lost her life either way. Yes. But I mean, like, absolutely. Is that, it, I, it is questions would be raised yeah. where it's like, so, I mean, I would assume they questioned the husband, but it's like, who was this person that you, what was the relation? Why did you drop her off? Yeah, and, right. And you right. left. And, you know, and yeah, it's just, uh, she was dressed up, not not really like dressed up, but like definitely said she had on something memorable that he could re- describe. Yeah, I know? just I just thought that was you know a little bit. It's odd. an odd. Like, it's an it's an odd. odd detail that yeah, would yeah. definitely like somebody investigating the situation would, would ask questions for sure. Right, right. I would say. Uh, so they said that you know, you know, it was so cold that you know her body froze over, mm. um, and there were blood stains. There were blood stains inside the house, on the windows of the formal dining room and the floor and on the front door, mm. the stairs and the towel in the kitchen. Troy called the president of the building company who called 911 and then, you know, they instantly met each other at the at the house or at the construction site. Yeah. Troy said that when he left work the day before, nothing was out of place and Robin and Robin certainly wasn't on the porch. Yeah. So Fairfield County deputies, you know, they finally arrived at the scene. They found her laying uh, on the porch with her feet, you know, kind of hanging off the porch. Yeah. And they could see stab stab wounds or puncture marks uh, on the body. Mm. And they could also, they said they also seen a bandana wrapped around her neck mm. and wrist and a binding of some sort around her right ankle. And the bindings were um, something of like some denim, denim material. Mm. So that's a mouth, that's a mouth, that's a mouth cover. Yeah. Hands, Hands tied, legs tied. Yep. And they said the remaining of her clothes were covered in blood. They said she had no ID, um, so she was not pos- positively ID until the evening, until later that day of the 27th when she was found. Yeah. So during the autopsy, the coroner noted that 15 stab puncture wounds <sighs> to her body. And this is just the ones they can count. So they didn't yeah. even, you know, you can't count the ones where it's like they might double stab yeah, wounds. Yeah, yeah, like they go in the same area. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wounds were from the same stab. They went through the other side of other side of the body oh. because multiple wounds come from a single single stab. It was impossible to say how many times she had been stabbed. But at least fifteen. Yes, at least fifteen. So she had wounds on her right thigh, her right hand. You know, probably defensive wounds, right arm, stuff like that. Yeah. And she had multiple wounds to her right breast and the chest area. Three of the stabs were very close together, and while it was impossible to say which one was the fatal one. Um, one of them was the, you know, they don't know which one was, but one of them was obviously the favorite. For sure. So those stabs damaged her lungs and her heart. Mm. Wounds that was on her back also damaged her lungs. And she had evidence of being hit on her face below the left eye, which meaning that she could have been hit or she probably fell and hit something. You know, her face probably hit something. You know, when you go into these details like this, it's, it um it always reminds me of how crazy that show I Survived is. Yeah, because you'll hear somebody describe this yeah. happening to them. Yeah, and then they're they telling out, yeah, you yeah. that it happened to them. Yeah, you know, because this sounds 
this is a murder. Yeah. You're describing a murder. Yeah. And like I've heard details as gruesome as this told from a person who's telling the story. Yeah. And they're like, I thought I was dead. Uh, you know, they left me there and the ambulance came. It just is crazy, you know, like um, what people are capable of. Yeah. On both ends of doing this to somebody and surviving. Yeah. Too, you know? Yeah. Because to them, you like, I never thought I would be sitting here telling this story. Yes. Because I didn't think I was going to, you know, survive this. Yeah. Like, so our official cause of death was multiple sharp instrument wounds with injuries to the right heart, right lung, uh, the pulmonic veins, and the left lung. Her, autop- her autopsy tox screen showed cocaine and alcohol in her systems. So the bindings were sent to BC, the BCINI, which is the Bureau of Criminal Identification and Investigation. The clothing she was found in was soaked with blood that the individual stains could not be determined. Mm. So Fairfield County Sheriff's and BCINI Officers collected evidence at the scene. They collected a cigarette butt from the floor of the garage. They were staining in the drywall in the bedroom of the second floor. This was removed and found to be, um, the stains was found to be blood. Mm-hmm. There was fingerprints in the blood. A single-edged butcher-style knife was found with no handle and dry blood on the blade. And uh, it had no handle. A piece of black plastic was found and it was thought to be a piece of piece of the handle and it was found in the bloody bedroom a pair of glasses with only one lens were found in the bedroom and they had blood on them there was footprints in the garage there was tire tracks in the garage uh they found denim fabric in the garage as well mm. and the rest of robin's clothing was never found nor was her wallet and purse again her husband says he don't remember if she even took her purse you know, with her, her purse or her wallet or anything but we, th- yeah, there was none found when he found her strange situation for sure the Fairfield County Sheriff um, Dave Fallon said it appeared that Robin was attacked inside the home, judging from the blood and the signs of struggle. Fallon said that they believe that Robin made it outside before she collapsed and died from her injuries. And this is a home that was under construction. Yes. Because of the house was in a development that was being built, there yeah. was nobody nothing, around. There was no surroundings. There was yeah. nothing, nobody living, no neighbors. So he couldn't really. There was nobody out there. question to, anybody. Yeah. Authorities questioned Robin's family and friends as well as the construction workers and subcontractors who worked on the house and the development. Mm-hmm. So on March 4th of 2005, it was reported that Bruce was charged with Robin's murder again. You know. He was, he was working on the site, right? He was working on the site. Yeah, yeah. It would have to be somebody working on the site because why would you bring them to a, a, exactly. a, a, a site that's under construction to yep. hang out? Yep. He was charged with two counts of aggravated murder. Aggravated murder is the first is a first degree felony that carries a sentence of life or death. Mm. At the time, Bruce was in Franklin County Jail on unrelated charges. His car was found three weeks after the murder in West Virginia. And this is in Ohio. Yeah. So his car was found in West Virginia. It had been abandoned there since the night of the murder. Mm. A witness who was a taxi driver working for the West Virginia County uh West I'm sorry, for the West Virginia Courtesy Patrol saw it on the interstate, pulled over to help. Uh, the driver said that he had, the driver said he had broken down and just asked for a ride to the local Gomart, and the witness couldn't be sure the driver was Bruce. Mm. So, I don't know. If you could say that was him. We don't. We don't know. We don't, we don't know, know. But it's his car. It's his car. Yep. Bruce said he was driving to see his brother who lived in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. It sat on interstate on the interstate until a private citizen called it in, and it was towed to a tow yard. Having no luck finding any ID or papers inside the vehicle, it was taken to the sheriff where it was taped off and searched for evidence. Inside, it was some work gloves, tape, and two knives. 
the red, car red flags. Yes, the car was searched for evidence. A piece of stained denim was found. Denim. The stain uh, looked. The stains looked like blood, and the blood belonged to Miss Robin. Match. Bruce told the police that he left town in his car on January 21st, but, you know, obviously that wasn't true. I wonder what's up with this denim. It's kind of like the being the clue. Do you think he cut up know. some jeans to make... That's what to I make, thought. That's make, exactly what I thought. To make, like, ties to tie people up? Or yeah, like, what, if, what if some, like, methodical shit where he's just like, well, if you tied jeans and not... If you tied some denim and knots, it's, just, it's you impossible you, you to, can't like, break out. You can't break out. I mean, some thick denim is... I could imagine being bound by denim... Yeah, and it's thick, and it, it you know you if you know how to knot it, I would assume. But like, yeah, but it's I mean, like, like so random little shit like that. Where like psychotic people, yeah, no, comes from only experience. Know shit like that. Yeah, it comes from experience. You you've done it before, right? <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. insane. Yeah. So additional charges were expected uh, with a March 11 grand jury schedule. The grand jury handed down handed down altered and additional charges: aggravated murder with the death penalty, murder, kidnapping, aggravated burglary. Aggravated robbery and rape. Mm. While he was in jail waiting trial for Robin's murder, Bruce received more charges, this time from Delaware County. It was reported on February 25th, 2006, that he was being charged with the murders and rapes of Melanie and Tawana. Oh, uh, yeah. It also, it also accused him of assault and rape of another woman. So Bruce maintained his innocence. His alibi for the night of Robin's murder was... Uh, it said that he left the development around four to five p.m., headed for West Virginia. So he after work he was he said he was going to West Virginia. Yeah, going down Interstate thirty three, which is uh maybe like an hour or two away. Um, his car broke down on the on ramp by Elkins, and in, and a West Virginia courtesy patrol vehicle stopped and picked him up, then dropped him off at a con- at a convenience store to when he called his brother. So he said he was visiting his brother in West Virginia. Yeah. He also said he left town days before the murder on January 21st, but he but he didn't. The patrol car records confirmed the date as the morning after Robin was killed. Yeah. So he hit the road right after he dumped her body yeah. at the construction site. Of course he did. Or he killed her at the construction site. And then left. Cleaned, cleaned up a little bit, tied her up in a bag or whatever, and put her on the cur- on the porch. Yeah. And then hit the road to West Virginia immediately. Yep. So he didn't leave at you didn't leave after work. Yeah. So the trial for the charges relating to Brown was scheduled for May 5th, 2006. There was a plea agreement negotiated, but there was nothing, you know, but they were preparing to go to trial. Because of the media attention expected, the jury pool was widened. The fifth, and this part is coming up, was kind of crazy. In Fairfield County, 750 people were called every four months to serve as jurors. Have you, have you done uh, jury duty? I've never made it to an actual trial, but I've been called and gone down and sat in the room. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. But they never picked me for a trial. You. I remember I got it one time and I called my number didn't pick. I went, yes. Same. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Saying. I went home at like Well, you went o'clock. down there though. I just called. Oh, no, I went down there. Oh, okay. Put on a suit. Sat you put on a suit? Yeah, I like a briefcase. No, I, have a briefcase. I don't own a briefcase, but oh. if I had a briefcase, I would have brought a briefcase. You know, I like to dress up for the occasion. Yeah. So if it's a, you know, lawyer involved things, I want to wear like a suit. So I would put like a suit on. Yeah, that's you move. Yeah, I put a yeah. suit on and, um, just watch stuff on my phone until like four o'clock. They gave you lunch and then they didn't pick me for anything. And I went home hmm. and now hopefully that means I never have to do it again. It's funny how you watch TV shows. I don't go off tangent, but you watch TV shows where they, when Jerry, when there's an episode of like them doing Jerry dude, it's always like, yeah, 
it's always like a thing. It's intense. Like, and, yeah, I mean, like even if a, even in comedy sitcoms, I mean, like they're in there, they fucking nobody got likes jerseys. chicken. Uh, yeah, KFC chicken box, chicken uh, buckets and shit yeah. like that. And one person, it's always one person that's like, no, nah, I don't think he, I don't think he did it. Yeah, it just like I'll never thing. know. It was like almost in a way I kind of wanted to be picked because it sounded like a fun experience. I want if but I do, it, I want to, I wanted to be. How a real, that? yeah, I don't want it to be like a speeding ticket or something. I, I want it to be like something. You fucking did it. Something man. dark happened and yeah. we have to make a decision. Yeah. And I didn't get picked for anything. So I put on suit for no reason and then went home. So again, it was 700 people, 750 people that were called every four months to serve as jurors. They called every week to see if they needed, they were needed that week. Mm-hmm. An additional 225 jurors were called, were added to the pool um, so there were more to pick from for the 12 jurors and four alternates. So you had almost a thousand jurors waiting to be a part of the 12, yeah. like in rotation. Yeah. That's, that's excessive. Uh, so to accommodate the number of jurors, they used a local university theater because it was just, you know. Yeah. There were so many people. So that's what they needed a bigger type of. So I guess they had to keep all of them aware of the trial, basically explain the case to them. And then, but they only need 12 to go to the trial, but they had. Like 800 alternates, it sounds like. Yeah, so I'll, I'm getting to the details now. That's crazy. So the jury selection began after a plea deal was not struck, right? Mm-hmm. So jurors had to fill out a 126-question form, and they would use that form to whittle down the, the smaller number of fair and impartial jurors. Okay. So some jurors failed to show up, and others asked to be excused from the trial. Sure. So this wasn't enough because of a week after the jury selection, only 22 people were left which was, you know, not enough for a long trial with two phases. Yeah. 50 more potential jurors were called. By May of 20 May 23rd, they thought they had enough jurors and expected the trial to begin shortly. Uh so another thing where they were where this was all taking place. Uh-huh. Demographic in that in that county was 90% white. Uh, all of them but one person. Wow, of all of the hundreds of people that they went through, <laughs> you were white. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah, man. I mean, you, that's like a thousand people. Yeah. At random. At random, you picked a thousand <laughs> well, people and ninety percent of them are white? Yeah. No, 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 no. The demographic in the county was ninety percent. Oh, okay. So then you just that's it's, it's the, it's, the odds that's are, the numbers. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a numbers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So at the trial, the prosecutor said that the the print what you know was the uh, Paul a uh, Paul print was what they said mm-hmm. found on the bloody drywall belonged to Bruce, placing him at the scene while the blood was wet. Through the trial, Bruce maintained that he didn't know how his print got on the wall. They said that his job never required him to go in the house. Oh well, then that's or, a, or the garage, right? Oh uh, he, well, his, his job never required him to be inside the in, inside anything but the garage. So yeah, he never went inside the house. Just. At at the most, the garage. So he shouldn't be there for work purposes. Yeah. So it, you're, Even it if shouldn't you're be there at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah it shouldn't be there at all because <laughs> exactly. you, you don't work in here. Yep. So that's not an alibi. Yep. So he said that he never met Robin. The defense brought up the pr- the presence of drug and alcohol in her system. That there, said there was a lack of defense wounds from the binding, suggesting that she didn't fight the 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 ties. Although the coroner suggested she could have, she could have had and just didn't leave marks. So basically, they were saying that like she was in on this whole like oh she consent sorry that's the word she was con- mm. she was consent on the whole she consented to being tied, tied up, up possibly yeah. yes got it and this was the the defense saying this yeah right? 
And they said they brought they also brought up the fact that Robin they were saying she probably engaged in the sex work. Yes. Now, okay. We know we know defense defense is supposed to do their job. Yeah. They're supposed to pull out whatever. This is what the defense said. This is the defense. They said this. So they got they doing their job. She so they, consented to being tied up yeah, so and they, had willing and had consensual sex. Exactly. So they're using they're exercising whatever strategy they can to obviously get their client off. Right? Sure. What I don't like, I know this is just part of the trial. Uh-huh. It's hard to hear stuff like that when the person, the victim, is not here to defend themselves. Defend themselves. Yes, absolutely. Right? So that's because he's not going to say whether exactly. that's the truth or not. And or, as you know, or, I, and I know this is all. This is how trial works. It's like that's fucked up, man. Yeah. It's like, and I know the defense is like, you know, to say that somebody no harm, but it's like we just we, yeah. we got to do our job. But it's like, but still, it's, it's fucked up to say. It it just is. I guess they're trying. I mean, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get some of the charges yeah, taken off because exactly, it wasn't yeah. sexual assault. You know, they drop right. that charge or whatever. You know. So three jurors admitted to seeing coverage of the case. You know, you know. Yeah, you're not supposed to see it. Can't, yeah, <laughs> so we we know that the judge didn't want to isolate them from the whole trial, so they ordered the jury to only watch pre-recorded TV mm. that had been screened by another person for ads, news about the trial. They only read newspapers. This this is funny to me. They only read newspapers with articles about that were about the trial cut out. So it's like I see them reading like a newspaper and it's like holes, holes all over it. <laughs> Apache <laughs> Apache newspaper. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, the defense tried to skirt the robbery charge by questioning a witness who was the deputy, arguing that nothing of Robbins was found in Bruce's possession. So he didn't rob her. Yeah. Or steal any trying to, steal any trinkets or trophies. Get, they trying to get. We got to try to get rid of something. Yeah. They give you less time. Mm-hmm. However, the prosecutor questioned the, the deputy as well, who brought up that Robin's personal belongings were missing and their removal was robbery. So if it's like, who wasn't there, then, you know, either she didn't have it or was there and then somebody, somebody took, took it. it. Yeah. So there was a technicality about a misnumbered piece of piece of evidence. Bruce's wife cooperated with the th- authorities and gave them the knife set that was kept in their home, mm-hmm. there was one missing. A large butcher-style knife. Mm. The rest of the set had the same marking, stainless steel china on them that the blade at the crime scene had. So you're saying David Bruce had been to her house? Where, where, where no, no, no. This is, this is his wife. This is from his house. Oh, from the his knife, house. The, the blade he uses oh, from his that, house. That's the murder weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, of course. So he got, they got the set and it was like, well, where's this one? The one? Oh, the one. Where's the butcher? The butcher style knife. And and Robin was killed with a butcher style knife. Yeah, and then the, the, and the handle was broken off. I and remember they found that. the handle at the place that had stainless steel china, just like all the other ones in the set. Sherwood Brown was no relation. This is the, this is the person. Why would you early. use a knife from your own house? Yeah, from know. a block where the... It's like... It's like a, a Cinderella, you know, like you take a knife from the block where they're, all the slits perfectly fit the knives, special knives, and you take one out and never bring it back. Yeah. And it's a, I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't know. So Sherwood Brown, this is the, um, the friend from earlier, was the, res, was the resident of the house that Robin was dropped off at. He testified in his prison gym, jumpsuit, which is... Like what? You know, so he he was arrested. Yes, while this trial was going on, mm-hmm. and they had to use him. Uh, this is the defense brought him up. This is the prosecution brought him up. I, the prosecution had to bring him up. I, I shoot him down immediately. <laughs> you know, what I mean? this guy is untrustworthy. His yeah. anything he says. So he testified in his prison gym, jumpsuit because he was in jail for rape, 
and gross sexual imposition. Yeah, I'm getting him thrown off. I'm defense. I'm getting him thrown out of me. <laughs> he said he saw her leave in a white SUV, but could not confirm the car was Bruce's or confirm that Bruce was driving the car. Mm. It was revealed that the cigarette butt found in the garage had both Bruce, Bruce and Robin's DNA on it. So they smoked a cigarette together. Yep. The jury heard the audio of the interrogation of Bruce where he denied all involvement. The closing arguments were heard on June 7th. Prosecutor said that Bruce took Robin to the house, which obviously he was familiar with. Yes. He knew nobody was going to be there. This is a secluded area. They did some coke drink. Yep. With a knife, which made her murder premeditated, obviously. They also pointed out the cigarette found in the garage that had Bruce and Robin's DNA on it and the bloody print on the bathroom that could only that could only have been made in the wet blood. The defense said that Bruce was innocent and that a lot of the evidence had not been checked and some of it could exonerate his client. He also said that there were leads that may have led the investigation away from Bruce, but they didn't follow up with those with those leads. The lawyer said that there may have been somewhat someone else, so they were saying that it could have been a, you know, a third, some third individual, a third party mm -hmm. that was. But they didn't focus on that person because they wanted to make it look like it was. Yeah, it was also because they didn't follow up on these unprocessed. There was unprocessed evidence, mm -hmm. and some of the, the leads that they got, they didn't sure. follow up on. And that's a great defense. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was him. It was him. But that's a great defense to say you guys wanted it to be me so bad that you ignored other potential suspects. Yeah, to make me fit, but it's like, well, it's just just because you fit so perfectly. Yeah, because you did. Because you did it right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the jury was uh, sequestered until they reached a verdict. The jury deliberated from closing arguments until the tenth, when they are when they returned the verdicts at six forty five p.m. Bruce was found guilty of two counts of aggravated murder, one count of murder, one count of kidnapping, two counts of aggravated robbery, multiple murder counts due to the heinous nature. The max sentence was life in prison, and uh, at some point they said that the, the death penalty was off the table. Mm. So a juror who was interviewed said that he didn't want the death penalty because of the seed of doubt that it could have been somebody else, uh. that somebody could have been involved. Because of the evidence that they denied or whatever? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Slivia, who was Bruce's mom, was at the trial every day and didn't make any comment to the media. She said that she was just pleased that her son's life was spared. A pre-sentence investigation was ordered and sentencing date was to be confirmed. Um, so after the trial, they found, I'm guessing he was, well, sounds like he was trying to commit suicide because mm. they said they found him in his cell, slumped over, and that uh, he was treated and he overdosed on sleeping pills that he had been hoarding, you know, throughout his time that he was there so far. Yeah, building them up yeah, then and then take all um, of them at one time. Yeah, so he was... The, the pills he was prescribed to, he was returned to the prison and was placed in an isolated cell on suicide watch. I think about that. Take a second, just get your opinion on this, because like, um, a lot of people are saying that R. Kelly should be on suicide watch. R. Kelly just recently was convicted. He got like a hundred years or something mm -hmm. like that, and so they're saying that he should be on suicide watch. And so my question to you is like, if you were guilty of a crime, so that's mm -hmm. already a space you got to put yourself in. Okay, guilty of a crime that. Gave you a life sentence. Mm -hmm. You're going to be in prison for the rest of your life. Do you understand just being like, I don't want to be eating prison gruel for the next 50 years. I'm just going to check out now. Yeah. I'm going to die here. I'm going to die here anyway. Yeah. I'm going to just die here now. Like, does that make sense to you? 
Like you're not you're not innocent, and there's a chance you might get an appeal. Oh, I did it. You did it. I did it. You did it, and okay. you know, like it's gonna suck. I'm gonna be in prison for the next till I die. So I'm gonna choose my death date on my own terms. Yeah, I don't want to be here till I'm 75 years old. Okay. Does that does that do Do you think you would make that choice? It's such a fucking gnarly thing to think about. You yeah. Know? Uh. Because that's what you're weighing. The you're reason going why like, I'm gonna die here yeah, anyway. Yeah. Would I rather die today or die in but 50 years? The reason why I would I would say no is because me. I'm just I'm scared. I don't know. I don't I'm always I'm always fear that. fear of the unknowns because I don't know what the fuck. I don't know where we go after. Yeah. So yeah. that's the only reason why I wouldn't because I don't know. You want it to just happen naturally. Too. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's scary to just be like, I'm going to just check myself out. Yeah. That's a that's, fucking that's gnarly ter- decision to terrifying. make. And people do it every day. And, and, and I feel for yeah, those yeah, people, yeah. they got to be going through a lot to yeah. be at a point where you can make that kind of decision. Absolutely. But that's such a gnarly decision. It really make, is. Right? But if you, but it's like, maybe the way he did it, maybe it's different. Well, he took some pills. He took some pills. If I was going to do it any kind of way, I definitely would just do a bunch of pills and then go to sleep. Go to sleep. Exactly. Because then, but I would like, do it that way. But like, yeah, jumping like, off of something, some hanging, like that? yeah, that's like nah, gnarly, man, bro. That's like such a d- decision to make, man. That's nah, crazy. Man, like nah. it, the thought of that of being like, well, I'm going to be in here for the rest of my life, so I'm going to end my life today instead of just letting it yeah, end in man, 40 years or whatever. Being in prison that long ago, what's the point of it? I don't know. What's the point of this? Sucks. Sucks so boring yeah, and dangerous. Yeah, and it just Plus if you're gonna be living, in, you're gonna be in fear all the time. Yeah, nah, man, I'm just I'm gonna go ahead and yeah, check out. Yeah, because you know you got that rap on you. You're you're a yeah. rapist. I'm gonna go ahead and check out. I think I'm. Yeah, it's not. Out. Yeah, it's, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not happening. I'm just not going. Anywhere. Yeah, it's not happening. Now I feel for the because you know just statistically there have been so many wrongful convictions. There are there have definitely been people who have committed suicide who were innocent. Yeah, because they go like I'm not. I have no chance. Yeah. Khalif Browder committed suicide. Yeah. And he got out of prison, but it broke him so hard that he just could not function from what they did to him. So. Damn. That's I, crazy. It, you know, prison can break you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the idea of you go, ah, fuck, I'm not spending 40 years in here. Nah. Wake up every day and just know you're never getting out. And yeah. Looking out. You got to be on well, high know, alert all the time. The way prison's going nowadays, I don't know. Maybe I'll like, I'll stick it out. You what can you get mean? phones and shit and fucking video games. You become like, a TikTok just, star. I'm just. <laughs> prison, listen, let me tell you something. I have as much fun as I can. I bro. get, I'm, that's a, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Prison is still fucking terrible, okay? Yeah. They will throw True. boiling hot water in your face with baby oil in it and among a bunch of other horrible yeah. things. It is not a fun place to be, even if I could play Xbox One. <laughs> even if I could play Xbox One in, yeah. in jail, I'm good. I, no, mm-mm. Fifty years of my life, and there's no sign of coming out. Yeah, I just, man, I take some pills. I might yeah, pop some. I, I, I might pop some pills. pills and potions. Yeah, 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 yeah I sure. did. Yeah, yeah. So on July fifth, Bruce had been sentenced to life in prison with a minimum non-parole period of twenty years. In addition, the judge handed down another ten years for kidnapping and aggravated robbery, respectively. Mm-hmm. So the ten years uh, that he got for those, the latter two charges, were run concurrently. I'm sorry. Consecutively with the twenty that he already has, mm. so it's thirty, but all together, just doing a two for one. Yeah, he's doing a two for one. During sentencing, he became enraged and swore at the judge. Right? So the judge pointed to Bruce's criminal history and said that he didn't think Bruce could be rehabilitated. I would agree. 
you are in here forever, sir. Yeah. I don't think I don't. You think don't have you, any redeeming qualities. Yeah. You will do this again if you're released, and I would agree with that. Yeah. The trial for Tawana and Melanie was set to begin on October second, but there are there is no information about those two, those two trials. Uh, so we did appeal. Um, you know why wouldn't why wouldn't you take a check? Yeah, why, why you gotta roll the dice. Yeah. So Bruce said that his prints could have gotten on the wall inside the house because wow. he would go into the house to warm up, right? It's so cold when he was working, and he'd put his hand on the wall. Yeah, you know, just how you prop your hand up on a wall to hold yeah. yourself up sometimes. Exactly, man. And it just was there. And the you know, wall must be warm. He's like, mm-hmm. it's cold out. It's cold yes, as shit. Of out. I work out in this fucking. Winter, yes. whatever time it was. And it was so warm in there that you took your gloves off, even though it's cold, but it's so warm inside that you take your gloves off. Yes. And then put your hand, bare hand on the wall. Yeah. Except for the fact that they said the fingerprint, could on, the handprint could only be made in the blood. Yep. yep. So maybe he was just working in the late night at the place and he went in there after work and the blood was, she was already dead. And he just posted up for a second. And I wouldn't rule it out. Sounds plausible to me. His supervisors, his supervisors said employees had to gain permission. To go into to the go house. To go inside the house. And, and Mr. We Bruce never, we never, gave never asked for, for, for permission, and he had no reason to be inside. Yeah. And his job was only outside. So, imagine maybe, telling your boss at a construction site being like, "I'm just so cold. Can I go inside?" They be like, "Well, no, that that's not where you're supposed yeah, to be." Yeah. Well, like, you your job is to be outside. To be in, you have no. We reason don't need to be scaffolding in inside the building. Yeah. So, there's no reason for you to be in there. Yep. There's no reason your finger your fingerprints anything should be inside the house. Yes. So again, they never gave him. He never asked. They never gave him permission, and his job was. Supposed to be outside. All right. So that is thrown yeah. out. <laughs> so Bruce said that his brother lived in Columbus and he could, yep. Okay. And he could have picked up Robin in his, in, in Bruce's car now. So he tried to throw it on his brother? Well, maybe he has two brothers. Maybe now, maybe, or maybe now yeah, he has maybe two brothers. Yeah, yeah, sure. One, or he just fucking forgot. My other brother. My other brother. Yeah. You talking about, you missed the Oh, you mean, Byron, yeah, that's you know Javid. That's yeah. Javid. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, my brother Javid. He had one in, West Virginia, that yes. he but he also has one in Columbus. Yes. Like, while I was gone in West Virginia to see James. I let him borrow my car. I let, you know, uh, Michael, yes. the one that lives here, borrow my car. And maybe he picked up. Robin. And murdered Who was he? Your uh, your um, identical brother or something? Yeah, like, are you what guys is twins? He? Y'all got the same uh, handprint? Or Funny whatever? enough, we don't look anything alike at all. No. But I'm just saying, we're just throwing out ideas of what could have happened. And I'm just saying, maybe my brother, who has a spare key to my car, doesn't look anything like me or have the same handprint as me. Maybe he, maybe he killed her. Yeah, but he does have another brother, and he showed his brother. If they're not twins, it does. Picture, it's, it's an inconsequential yeah, thing. Yeah, they showed the brother his picture of Robin. He goes, "I don't know who that is." Yeah, as he should. Yeah, trying to throw you. Why are you getting your brother involved in this? Maybe he's trying to do. Whatever also, he can sidebar: Do twins twins don't have the same handprint? Do they? Do they have the same prints? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I think everybody has different prints, right? Let us know. Twins out there, let us know. Do you guys have the same fingerprints? I don't think so. I think everybody's think so. fingerprints are different. Even twins. Even twins. I know everybody's fingerprints are different, but are twins exempt from that is what I'm asking. Let us know. So there was testimony about the blood and DNA evidence. Bruce's DNA was not present under Robin's fingernails mm-hmm. or her vagina or on the, the knife's blade. Right. The oh. DNA on the drywall was consistent with Bruce and with Robin. Bruce couldn't be excluded from the minor sample from the drywall. That's interesting. Yeah. The cigarette was consistent with Bruce. And so, I mean, every, so they were hanging out. Yeah. The, the cigarette was consistent with Bruce as a major contributor and Robin as a minor contributor. 
So she might have took a drag of the cigarette, but he smoked yeah. most of the cigarette. It's a cigarette. But his his DNA is not on her or on the weapon. Yeah. Is that what you said? It's not it's bad. Not, it no wasn't vaginal. Present no, under her, not, her, not under her fingernails, her vagina, or the knife. The knife blade. Mm. That's interesting. Why we just why we just the blade? Why we just the knife? The blade? The knife? Why we just the blade though? Well, the handle. He's if he's stabbing her, his DNA should be. I was saying, I'm thinking of the actual. No, no, of course not. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's not. That's what I thought. When but they say blade, if he's just saying knife, I'd be yeah. like, okay, but if they if, yeah. if they're saying blade specifically, yeah, sure, but it should be on something on the handle or something. I don't know if they didn't find the handle if they only found the knife without because the, they said the handle was broken. I don't know if it was broken, but the pieces were there. It is. I don't give a fuck what they said or what. Yes. It's a knife from it's his house. It's a knife from his house that fits into the into yeah. the little box, the block. But that's what it was like. Was it another person? That's why they was like. That's what I'm. Do- I'm wondering if oh, maybe okay, Bru- yeah, yeah. maybe Bruce was there and he hooked up with Robin, but there was another. Maybe him and a friend were hanging out with Robin, but I don't know why he wouldn't throw his friend under the bus. I don't know. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I would have thrown my friend under the bus by now. I if think we, it is till just yeah, now. Me and us, me, we're gonna we're gonna go both have sex with this girl, the sex worker girl, and then his other friend did the was was bad, but Bruce was just there. And was just like an accomplice. Or Mr. Sherwood. I don't know. The guy who came and testified and the said that he saw he only heard who it. Was dropped, who she was at his house. Who her husband dropped her off at his house. Mr. Sherwood Brown. The guy that they brought in as a witness, right? Yeah, who was, yeah, who was, in, who was in, in prison for yeah. like rape and murder or yeah. something like that. Rape and something. Yeah. But again, it's like, why wouldn't you fucking Nino Brown in the middle of the trial stand up and be like, he did it. If I'm David Bruce and I know Sherwood Brown was there and he had something to do with anything, even if we both killed her together, I'm going to drop dime on you, especially since you come up to the trial and 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 testify against me. Well, if they already have, if he has an idea where it's like, they don't know I, they don't know I have anything to do with it. You're if, talking about Sherwood Brown. Sherwood, if, if I did have something, they don't know I have anything because they didn't follow up with, they didn't sure. follow up with any leads and but, they didn't, yeah. some evidence they didn't. They didn't test. Oh, for sure. This guy, this guy seems so to be in just, the clear. So, but David Bruce, if he saw that, it, he David Bruce knows if he, if this guy was there. So if I'm David Bruce and you're coming to my trial and testifying against me, I'm going to stand up and say, no, Sherwood Brown, was he was there too. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. I feel like that's too much. I feel like you're putting too much. It's like, they go, why would you, but why would you go ahead and be like, yeah, he did it. He, he already said he didn't see who had the car. Sure. He didn't see, you know, who drove the car. Why would, why would you put that on yourself? I don't see why he would have a reason to do that. I don't, I don't see why. I agree. I think I think David Bruce did it. But if we're you brought up a good, you brought up an interesting point that made me kind of want to think outside the box a little bit of like his D. I don't know if she was sexually assaulted. I don't know if you mentioned that, but his DNA is not in in her vaginal cavity. Yeah. Um, he his DNA is not on the knife ha- blade or something. Yeah, yeah. It's not on the weapon in in some places. I don't know if it's was on the handle. Yeah. And then you said the. Something about the blood on her body or something. One other thing where it was like it's, his DNA is not in that either. Like blood on her clothes or something. Fingernails. Vagina. Fingernails, yeah. So if she has defense, if she has DNA under her fingernails at all, which I don't know either. Yeah. But if she had DNA under her fingernails at all and it's not David Bruce's, then she wasn't defending herself against David Bruce. Yeah. Is where my mind goes. Okay. Yeah. But I, she also could just have no, no DNA under her fingernails. Right. She also could have like not defended herself in that regard that she was scratching somebody. But why why bring it up though? Why go? Well, the defense brought it up. I'm sure. Right. So the I mean, but if 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 the prosecution is saying, well, yeah, well, she doesn't have any DNA under her finger. That's the thing. L- law is semantics. Okay. So the defense comes up and says his DNA was not under her fingernails. It's the prosecution's job. If it's the case, I don't know. Right. I don't because I don't I don't have it in front of me. But it's the prosecution's job to come up and go. 
she had no DNA under her fingernails. There was nobody's DNA under her fingernails. So she didn't defend herself in that regard against anybody. It's not like we have another person's okay. DNA under her fingernails right. yeah, and yeah. we're not we're not paying attention to it. There was no DNA under her fingernails. But I also don't know if that's the case. But that's you what I mean. There was evidence that was ignored, so right. I don't know. But that's yeah. what I mean by like, yeah, we don't know that. And it doesn't say. But I mean like that's what I'm saying. Like, why would Sherwood Brown go out and say, Oh yeah, he did it. But like if he if he did it. If or he, did, he was involved. If he was involved. Why get involved in it exactly. in any kind of Yes, I agree. What, they don't know. They don't know. If, if I did it, they don't even know. I agree. They have no idea. And you would know that David Bruce knows you were there if you were trying to be a good Samaritan, yeah. quote unquote, but you know David Bruce knows. So why risk him even potentially saying that you why even why even inject yourself the, into it in any exactly, kind of way? Exactly. If that you're could, in the clear. Yeah, because they could alter because like I said, if I'm David, I'm, I'm snitching on you. If I know you did it and I see you trying to get some time off of your other case by coming to my shit, oh, I'm oh, I'm telling everything. Yeah. If I hadn't done it by now, that's my whole point. Also, why I think he, why I know he just did it is that he would have involved Sherwood Brown. He would be involved he by now. Yeah, he would be. He would be involved by now. Yeah. He just tried to involve. He tried to involve his brother. Yeah. He don't give a shit. Yeah. He don't give. A shit. He don't care about. He doesn't care about Sherwood Brown. Yep. The print on the wall. Yes. Right. One sufficient latent palm print area. The interdigital area, which is, you know, we do these stories. I do these stories. All, we do these stories all the time. It's always something where you find, like, oh, I just learned something new. Yes. The interdigital area of the palm. That is the creases in your hand. The deep, mm, the deep creases. The lines? Your, the lines in your hand. The memory lines. You Those know, are the interdigital area of the palm. Oh, right? interesting. I've had so many girls try to tell me all this. Fucking your uh, lifeline. Sure. Interdigital yeah. line, dummy. <laughs> 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 so the latent, the latent print was... Been compared by Miss uh, Miss uh, Rogenbeck, who I'm guessing she's a uh, forensic person, forensic person or some type of palm interdigital Inter-digital, expert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the prints from the appellant and the and Robin Brown, mm-hmm. there were more than ten points that I'm guessing that's a uh, interdigital uh, palm um, metric word. Yeah. Yeah. Ten yeah. points. Yeah. yeah. Ten points. Uh, there were more than 10 points that she was able to identify in the print as well as the proper ridge flow. Maybe that's another hey. uh, interdigital metric. Uh, could be. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yes, sure. Um, the clarity and quantity of the point resulting in a positive identification and able to determine the appellant's hand was in the victim's blood to make the print, mm-hmm. meaning that the print was not on the wall prior yes to the blood splatter that's what really matters after all that yeah mumbo jumbo yep you can't it's not like the handprint was on the wall then they threw blood on the wall his hand went in the blood yep that's what really matters basically bruce was appealing to science so he was like man i don't know science is bullshit (laughs) i don't understand all the words you guys just (laughs) said which means it's fake science is bullshit science is a liar sometimes (laughs) right uh, and print and the DNA and print. This is was rechecked by the appeals court. So again, this is why he appealed to go. Mm-hmm. That whatever y'all said was bullshit. bullshit. That's very American though. I'm appealing that because uh-huh. I don't believe in science. Yes, I and don't get it. So it's wrong. That's like that should be on American money. Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. it. So it's wrong. <laughs> right. So there was a lot of science and legal jargon. Mm-hmm. The end result was the appeals court found the science was to be sound, mm-hmm. and his conviction was upheld. But, you know, it's interesting, though. A lot of the science stuff, as I've, you know, we've been doing this long enough that, you know, I've picked up some stuff. I still don't know a bunch of shit. I'm dumb as fuck. But I'm just saying, like, uh, apparently, um, like, dental, like, people who that say they bite mark specialists, mm-hmm. 
Apparently that's flawed science slash bullshit. Hmm. Um, a lot of that stuff is a lot of that stuff is is bullshit. Yeah, not into digital science though. Not apparently, science is the science. So. The science is sound. I don't. I, I can't I think, off the top of my head. I can't think of the other ones. But there's a lot of them that are like you would think because you watch CSI or whatever. Yeah. And, and in reality, that's rarely it's not used often because it's kind of bullshit. I think, but I think finger anything with a hand. I think is. Yo, yeah, because prints. It's prints. I just I didn't know these palms counted though. I thought it was only fingerprints that could be read. But I, it makes sense. You have all these grooves and stuff all over your. Well, hand. you haven't put paint on your hand and then put it on the, some paper. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done it recently, but you did that with some blood. It's like, well, same thing. Yeah, that's unique. That's a unique. <laughs> yeah. That's a unique print. You have a T in the middle of your hand. It's like, well, that's you. Yeah, not everybody has that. Everybody has that. Yeah. Everybody's print into digital. Mm-hmm. Use the correct term. Yes, everybody it's, inter- it's digital print is different. I wonder yes. if they have twins have identical interdigital prints. Great question. I would like to follow up question to the uh, fingerprints one. Is you can scribble on your fingerprint though, right? Yes. I mean, you can, but you have to be a fucking psychopath slash yeah. a, a secret agent to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems very painful. And they grow back. Different? No, it grows oh. back the same. But, oh. I mean, basically, when you do That'd that, crazy. when you do that, it's temporary. It's skin. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's going to grow back. So if you're, you need to be doing that for a purpose. Like, you're going through uh, some a scanner thing today. Because mm. it's going to grow back in a few months. Like, yeah. you're just going to be, there's just going to be wounded hands. What if you can just keep doing it and you can just keep... You have to be crazy to keep doing going through that kind of pain over and well, over if you again. Well, if you get a different fingerprint. Well, you don't. I'm saying, what if you did? Oh, if you did, that'd be crazy. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, I think you're like an X-Men if that's the case. You scrape off your fingerprint, then a new fingerprint grows back. Could be a movie. You're not in any systems. Could be you're never movie. in any system. No. Yeah. You're always a different person? Exactly. Ooh, you cut your, you scrape your fingerprint off. Your fingerprint grows back as a person who exists. Yeah. So you're always just getting other people in trouble. Mm. You got people flagging up in Berlin and over yeah. here and all, oh, you know, Munich. Wait, you went to Paris, right? Yes. Was there any robberies out there? Any? You know, I'm people, sure don't people still were. like paintings and shit? Isn't that like a thing out there? Yeah, theft. Paint. I mean, it's I not mean, like Pink they Panther. Go to Pink Panther. Stuff. They go to the museums and still. Um, I think you're describing expensive. more of like a Pink Panther movie or something like oh. that. But I'm sure that happens. You didn't see that while you were there. Art theft? No, I didn't art see any. Theft, I didn't see it? any art theft. No, mm. but it happens. I'm sure. You see my man Lupin out there? I did not see Lupin. You didn't see. Have nah. you seen the show? No, I haven't. Oh. Watched, I haven't watched Lupin. We'll save that. You can for watch it now, though. I can. We'll sorry, save, I'm we'll sorry. I'm sorry. You went into recommendations uh, corner. I just. I'm sorry. It's just fingerprints and you Europe and thefts. Yeah, it brings up Lupin. Another thing out there. Okay. Sorry, but that was my story of Bruce. I'm Bru- sorry, David, David Bruce. Lance, Bruce. Not, not Bruce Bruce. You almost said Bruce Bruce. Sorry. Um. Wow, man. Yeah, that was a great story, man. Rest in peace to those victims. Yeah, it's man. crazy. I, you know, I, I was um, thinking about a way to try to mention this um, at this little, you know, discussion that we're doing at True Crime at the True Crime Podcast Festival in Dallas. Is that when it comes to inner city marginalized communities, people of color? When we do these true crime stories, so much. So many times the stories revolve around the crack epidemic, sex work, uh, poverty, as opposed to, you know, some a sociopath. I mean, all these people are sociopaths, psychopaths in some regard because you have to be that in order to hurt people. But more often than not, when I'm when we're doing these stories, it's always like this person is a psychopath or a sociopath. And then there's these people who are victims of addiction or struggling to feed themselves so they turn to sex work and they're just left out vulnerable in the world. They aren't college co-eds. They aren't people that these people work with and they, you know, are finessing them and tricking them. And it's like these people are going to agree to come with you because they have an addiction or they need money. Yeah. 
So it's almost it's uh, for lack of a better term, it's like shooting ducks in a barrel. Like these people are going to come with you willingly if you flash them money or drugs because they're suffering th- with addiction or they need money to survive. And the streets are littered with these people because the you know the economy fell out from the bottom of these you know these inner city communities in the eighties because of the crack epidemic and the nineties and you know all of that stuff. And so there's all these victims just kind of walking around like ghosts struggling with addiction struggling to feed themselves and then all it takes is one psychopath to come through and he can kill yeah. th- he can kill 30 women yeah so robin brown was the last victim that, that had the whole case mm-hmm. in the research it said that she you know it, we brought up later obviously but in the research you know when you first like start introducing introducing the victim mm-hmm. it said that you know she was she did drugs and she possibly was a sex worker. Yes. I didn't say it in the beginning on purpose. Yes. I didn't want to contradict what I said before yes, that. For to sure. be like, you know. Yes. She was I, so much more. She was a wife. She, exactly. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yes. So I didn't do it on purpose because I want people to hear the story. And then if it comes up, autopsy or when the trial comes. Yeah. Before, I don't want you going like. Oh, oh sex work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What a shame. She yeah. didn't, you know. And I, it's a, it's a, it's a balance. I mean, I guess, you know, you should, re, you should try to retool yourself that because. In that in that mindset, I understand what you're saying because it's like that's their profession that they're choosing to do, and for you to automatically think you need to feel pity against them or sorry for them, it's like you know I don't feel I'm not feeling sorry for these OnlyFans girls and guys like that's sex work, and exactly. they they are very much like I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm a hustler, a I'm making a ton of money now. S- street work, sex work is kind of like the old school, raw, yeah, exactly. less yeah. glamorous version of sex work, but yeah. it is sex work. Yeah. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who are in that field who would get out if they could, but to automatically think you need to feel pity on them or, you know, demean them or look down on them is yeah. like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if that's the right thing to do because they, we don't know their life. This might be what they like to do. Is that, yeah. is, 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 is a stripping sex work? I don't think so. But like, I think to talk to a stripper as if like let me save you or get you out of here is like who the fuck are you? I make eighty thousand dollars like every quarter. I make a mad money doing this, and this is what I chose to do with my life. Yeah. So the idea that you're like automatically going into it looking down on not because they were killed or anything like that because let's say they weren't even killed, you would right. look down on a sex worker. Yeah. But you know it's like looking down on somebody and and offering them an alternative or two different things. You can go, hey, do you like this? Because if not, maybe we can help you do something else. But to be like, man, I offering no solutions go man I'm, I'm sorry you have to do this i feel so much pity for you and so it's like man fuck you man like you know like treat these people like people and don't just like look at them as like this thing that needs to be outcasted from society and uh, i can't look at it it makes me bummed out to look at these people you know like treat people like people and get to know their stories and maybe their story doesn't it doesn't unfold the way you automatically are writing it to be in your head that's the problem like we hear sex workers so we automatically just write the story oh man the troubled life terrible they're probably being forced into it and then, unfortunately a lot of times that is the case but it not, it, it's not always the case and so you know pity is a weird emotion to go into something with somebody like if you're concerned that's one thing but like pity and all that shit is kind of it's very um demeaning in a way yeah um but uh yeah i think that we i agree with a lot of stuff that you said especially that part and also not writing people off as sex workers and then you like you kind of also the same way you feel that pity, you also kind of write them off and lose any kind of concern because yeah. you go, oh, yeah, that well, that's what they do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's what they do, though. That's sad. Of course they died. Oh, that's so sad and unfortunate that they had to be in that life. Yeah. But, oh, well, that's kind of comes along with yeah. the goes along with the territory. It's sad, but that's what happens. Yeah. And, it's like, and, and it's like, you know, and the reason why I say that, you know, because in the beginning you go, okay, I, it's, it's, I, get, I get why somebody would hear that and go like, 
But it's like we can't. After a while, you need to go. Okay, that's not that's not right for us to do that. Yeah. To be like, you know, this just this is just what happens to those people, and it's like, yeah, that's not a, that's not a way to look at it. No, at all. And also to piggyback off of what I was saying about a lot of times when in, in the inner city communities and marginalized communities, when we hear about these serial killers, that kind of mentality is what leads to these people being able to kill in such high volume. Because yeah. one of the people, one of the women that you mentioned in one of the cases that I guess he didn't get charged for. She was the cause of death by the coroner was overdose and also possible asphyxiation. Yeah. Now, if you're if you're a detective and you have a bias in your mind about sex workers, you go, well, then she probably just overdosed. Don't worry about the asphyxiation part. And now you don't link this murder to a string of murders who all could have been perpetrated by the same person because you go, ah, sex worker. This person got stabbed by a John. This person overdosed. This person got strangled by a different John. And it's just all a part of living that lifestyle where if you st- take a step back and you, you try to look for other patterns, you might go, all of these women were killed by the same person. Yeah. But you know who plays a big part in that? Who? Media. Very true, friend. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The biased media <laughs> who spins narratives and then people follow along with them. But like, we, like you just don't, we don't think these things is out of nowhere. Yeah. It's being fed to you where it's like, well, we don't cover this because they do this type of work and mm-hmm. this is just what happens to us. So it's like, why yeah. Why there's, should we there's no this? there's no there's no uh no thing to uncover. Exactly. It just is bound to happen to them because yeah. of what they do. Yeah. And that's the media training you to think that about sex of workers. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, well cool. Great. Got, uh, glad we uh did all that talking to come to the big main glaring red flag point is that the media is biased and they are constantly <laughs> feeding us narratives that seep into our brain and yeah. make us make decisions about how we see the world what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit so stick around affirmative murder is brought to you by my life in a book with mother's day right around the corner i just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom but let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift mylifeinabook.com It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation, which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories, and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my mylifeinabook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and, you know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code AMP. That's A-M as in Mother's Day. P at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, and we are back. Fran, my stories are a little short this week, but I just was interested in a lot of the elements of it, so I was like, let me dive into this a bit and see how much I can get. And uh, so my affirmative murder this week is the story of Thessalonica Allen. I like that name. It's different. It's it's definitely an interesting name. I don't think you're going to like the person, but the name's an interesting name. So on July 27, 2001, Randy Allen was enjoying an evening at home with his family. Okay. Randy was in his two teenage children's room helping them with their homework. When the three of them collectively were on the computer, they came across a website that his wife, Thessalonica, had been visiting. Oh. Uh, and it, it, it didn't sit well with Randy. I don't know the website. How to kill my husband. Uh... It either is, those are my two guesses. Like, either it was a Google search of like how to get away with killing your husband, or she was on like Black Planet or something like that, mm. like, like a dating website. How to kill your husband for dummies. How to kill your husband for dummies. She's like, Oh, it's on Amazon yeah. looking to buy the book, book How yeah. to Kill Your Husband for Dummies. Or she was on like Bus It Open <laughs> Tonight yeah. locally.com Dot looking com. for like sex with somebody. Mm. Like something that was, it was either something that was like, this is dangerous. This person's trying to kill me or they're cheating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Either one of the two things, but I don't know yeah. which one. I was saying inappropriate because the, the kids. kids yeah, yeah. But I mean, even if you, you know, you're, you don't want your kids to see that your wife is Googling how to kill your husband. True. So they That's all kind of. That's true. It kind of unnerved all of them, but more so Randy. It, it unnerved him enough that whatever the site was, Randy was he took a time out on the tutoring session and um, left the kids in the room. And then thoughts, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yes. And then he later on, a little bit later on, he went in the master bedroom that they share and mm-hmm. confronted his wife Thessalonica yeah. in the room um, with the door closed, where they could be heard arguing by the teenage kids. Oh. Uh, the teenagers told the police that they heard a bang and then a thud. Mm. So there was some kind of altercation, but the door was closed, so they didn't see it. They heard it. Okay. When the teens opened the door of the bedroom, they reportedly saw Randy Allen on the ground. He asked them to call 911, but their mother told them not to call the, um, the police and sent them back to their rooms. A few hours later, in the middle of the night, Tessalonica woke the kids up and asked them to assist her in placing Allen's corpse in her car. What? But it was too heavy for them to fit for the three of them to lift. Was a bang a gunshot? Yeah, bang is what they mean. Bang, gun, bang, okay. not bang like a bang, like a crash bang. Yeah, so yeah. bang, thud. So bang, gunshot, bang, thud. Thud, fall. Yes, because he was shot. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so she wakes. The, she she sends them back to the room when they go to see what happens. Then a couple hours later, she wakes them up and is like, "I need you to help me put your father wild. in the car." After a traumatic night, because they couldn't, because they they tried to lift him up, yeah. they couldn't get him up. So after a traumatic night, Tessalonica, you know, I guess the kids went to bed for a little bit, but Tessalonica went out early. And she came back home. She returned home in the morning with supplies and a plan. Okay. 
She asked for the kids to help dragging the body of Randy back into the bedroom. So I guess they maybe made it out to like the foyer or a hallway or something mm-hmm. and then, you know, bailed because they couldn't lift him. So then they, she asked them to help bring him back into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So the kids help Tessalonica drag Randy back into the master bedroom. She closes the door and the teenagers notice that among the cleaning supplies, Tessalonica came home with an axe. Okay. Not a saw, an axe. Alan's children told the police that Alan had them help first drag her husband's body into the bedroom and then later help her put him into a tote bag. Now, I read multiple articles. Some said tote bag, some said bag. And when I think of a tote bag, I think of like a fashionable little bag that you put over your shoulder that can hold a couple of some produce, you know, a melon maybe. I don't know if they tried to put this grown ass man in a tote bag. At least not with my idea of a tote bag. A tote bag is, you know, it's the handles. Yeah. And it's like a burlappy cloth type of bag. But that's not what happened. Well, they put him in some kind of bag. I'm just having I'm having like my own quarrels about tote bag. Okay. But because I don't think it was a tote bag. I mean, it was a trash bag or something like okay. that. Okay. So a tote bag her, is crazy. A tote bag and the axe don't got don't have, you know, it's nothing to do with what what's gonna happen. Because a tote bag is small. That exactly she has an axe. Yes. You dismember him. Throw him in the bag. Well, here's the thing, though. Let me just continue. So keep that in mind, because okay. that's a good point you bring up, yeah. and I, I thought of that, too. But okay. what you're thinking is not what happened. All right. It, it, let me continue. So so she asked for the help to help put him in a tote bag, which is when they noticed that his legs were no longer attached to him. So she only chopped his legs off. And I don't even know how far up that was. I don't know if that was at the thigh, at the knee. So it's not like she chopped him up into a bunch of pieces. Then I see maybe multiple tote bags. Maybe one bag, you kind of stack them in. I hate to be crude, but like... you. You, you dismember a person, you maybe could stack some some legs and stuff in there, like some baguettes. Like, you can line them up, you take up less space. But she just cut his legs off. When I hear these uh, gruesome... I don't these, know how somebody's capable of doing this. this dismem- and dismembering an a person... That you were married, you're married to this person too. Not just... Right. No, any person, yes. But like, you're intimate with this Unprofessionally, person. Unprofessionally, might I add. Yes, an axe. But it's just a... It's a mess. Like it's just oh, like blood everywhere. Blood splatters. Blood crazy. everywhere. You doing it wrong. So it's like you. I'm and sure she, probably, type of she probably gave to, up. Yeah, I don't like, think she just was like cuts yes, uneven. I only went. I only wanted to cut off the legs, and that's all I wanted to do. And now I'm done. I was feel it like at the knee. Was it at the hip? I don't, that I don't it, know. But like either way, I feel like it was crazy. such a difficult task that she was like, "This is enough." Maybe it's light enough. Maybe he's light enough now for the kids to help me pick him up. The house had to be, the room had to be covered in blood. That's evil, man. Yeah, very, very much so. But I think it's evil and also lazy. Because I really feel like that's not, there's no way she bought that axe and was like, I'm just going to cut Randy's legs off. I think she had a plan to dismember him fully, head, arms, leg. And then it was so hard to do the legs that she was like, this is enough. That's what I think. So it's evil as shit, but also very lazy. So anyway, shockingly, the body was still too heavy for the, three to, for the three of them to carry to the car, even without Randy's legs attached. So on July 29th, police received the first report about the murder from a former partner of, of Tessalonica Allen's, who is also the father of one of her children. According to what he told the police, she contacted him and alleged that Randy Allen had been hitting the child that they shared together. And when he came to their residence, she showed him his body, which was in a closet. At that point, he would have been dead for more than 36 hours, partially dismembered, and mm. stuffed in a tote bag. So that's quite the scene. Even if you're the fired up father that's like, he what? He hit my kid. 
And then you come over there and you see this guy dead in a closet, half in a bag with his legs cut off. I think all that fired up, ready to fight energy immediately washes away from you. And I think it did from this gentleman as well. So she allegedly asked for his assistance in disposing of Randy. He declined, of course, uh, and asked her to drive him home. So I don't, I don't know if, if she picked him up and brought him there or if he yeah. caught the bus. Or I, don't know how he got, I don't know how he got there. But however it was, he was like, you're taking me home for bringing me in, trying to get me involved in this bullshit. I'm not getting back on the bus after this or catch a call in the cab. Take me home. Yeah. No, I'm not helping you do this. Nah, fuck that. Yes, absolutely. I'll, so. I'll find a way to get home. Yeah, well, you I was, that agreed. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten a car with this person because I'm like, look what you you're capable of. Evil state. Yeah, for sure. But he was like, I guess it was a journey to get there. He was like, I'm not doing it again. So I'm, I'm not doubling back. You got to take me home and I'm not helping you. So she drove him home. And then once he got home, as soon as he got in the house, he, re- he called the police and reported the murder. Absolutely. Yes. He told the police that Alan had disposed of the gun while driving him home. So she's like threw the gun that she shot Randy with out the window while driving him home. So, but are people doing this like next to a like a ravine forest or, or some know. type of ditch? I, I hope so. She just throw it on the street like area, in a cul-de-sac. Area of water, just, th- just throw it in the middle. I hope she drove over a bridge and threw it in the water. But she also tried to kill a, c- cut up a man with an axe and Crazy. gave up. Oops. Yes. He's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Tessalonica? I don't know. You didn't see anything, right? Who knows what it was? Could have been an old McDonald's box. Could have been, I don't know, a yeah. murder weapon. Make that's, a left here. That's crazy. You still live at the same house? No. I live, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, actually, you know something? You could pull off. You could just pull over right here, and um, I can walk the rest of the way. Yeah. My back really could use a stretch. I'm going to go ahead and jump out right here. Thanks. Police arrested Tessalonica Allen in the parking lot of a Laporte area, so it was in Laporte, Indiana, that this happened. Okay. And a Laporte area Ace Hardware. So who knows? She might have been like, I'm going to get a saw now. Who yeah. knows what she was buying from Ace Hardware? She confessed to the crime but claimed that Randy had been beating her and her kids. And she'd shot him during one, of, one such altercation. Her teenage children deny that there were any altercations on that day of, in question. That's also known as the murder day. Okay. Uh, his eldest child, who did not live in the home, so I need to say that. She was, the, his eldest child was not there, but his eldest child told a local paper that Randy Allen was not an abusive person, okay. but was a very sweet person. So it's good to, you know. It sounded like it. He was yeah. with his kids, helping them do their homework. Sure. And there's there's and pictures of him with all his family. He had five yeah. kids. He seemed like a loving dad. The story starts off with him. The night starts off with him helping his kids do their homework. Um, so I don't know if he was this person who was feared in his home. And one of his children, who was old, his oldest child, was like, he was not violent at all. So I will not let this woman, who was not her mother, I will not let this woman talk bad about my father he was not a violent person or maybe he oh but he but that that oldest child was not in the house the night of the murder okay so i just want to say that okay because they just don't playing, they don't know me playing devil, devil's advocate here. please what if you know he didn't show that which some parents do sure behind didn't show that violent side to, of him maybe he was just violent to her yeah but she's claiming that he was violent to her and the kids oh somebody, so somebody you know what i'm saying so like i agree with that he could be the best dad and i know i know of stories like yeah. this he could be the best dad in the world and beat his wife behind closed doors. Right. But she's claiming that he beats her and the kids. So the kids are like, well, that's not true because yeah. he doesn't beat some, us. Yeah, right. Somebody I guess lie. they can't speak to what he does with her. Yeah. But to you, for you to drag the kids in and they go, no, no, no. He does not do that with us. She might have been better off saying he beats me. Yeah. He's a great dad to the public and whatever. But you know what it is? This is why I think that she's so guilty is that I don't think she could bring herself to talk nicely about Randy. So mm-hmm. for her to even go, okay. he beats me, but he's a great dad. He, mm-hmm. he he has to be the worst. He has to be the worst person 
She well, could not. She, she had no compromise to be like, he's awful to me, but he's great to the kids. Well, once you try to drop his legs off, all that shit goes out the window. Like, you wasn't doing this. It, this was all built yeah, up this, anger. This wasn't uh, one he gunshot. Just, he punched no. me in my face, and then I fell, and I happened to see the gun on the floor, and I yeah. just thought he was going to hit me again, so I shot him in self-defense. This is like, no, this was, and I'll get it because it was premeditated, and there's more evidence of that. Okay. Um, so I actually, I'm just going to stop finishing even my, my scenario and just right. go right to the story. So uh, his oldest child said he's a very sweet person. Police found the body still in the closet at the home. They also reportedly found a to-do list written by, by Tessalonica Allen uh, enumerating a plan of how to kill her husband, which included uh, things like, one, spray shit in face, hit him in the knee with a hammer. Uh, two. Was this, now, was this notes on the computer? I think it was a handwritten note. Oh, okay. Um, spray shit in that, face. That would, when you see, if you see that on the computer, you go. Yeah, maybe. I, this isn't what he saw. Oh, okay. But. I think because it was a handwritten note they said. Okay. okay. So, but I, I, because we got to this, it tells me that maybe what he saw was a Google search about something murdering a husband be. or something yeah, like yeah. that. I don't think it was Black Planet. So that was one spray shit. What is what is the shit you can spray? spray exactly. What kind search. of shit can you spray in a, somebody's <laughs> face that will make them blind? Because it's just shit. It's just like anything. Comet, Mister Fantastic. What's that? Yeah. What's that other one? That uh, no, no, a lot of Spanish people have it in their house. Uh, uh, that purple shit looks like juice. Fantastico. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> What is it? Uh, I know you know about, I, don't know, about. I don't know the name. Of I it. can't remember it, but you spray I that mean, in my space because that shit can clean a boat, <laughs> a cabinet, countertops. What is that shit called? Something know. fantastic, uh, Mister Fabuloso. Yeah, that's what it is. You spray some Fabuloso on somebody's <laughs> face, it's a wrap. You might melt their skin off their face. So spray anything about Windex. You can spray Windex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Windex to fuck somebody yeah. up. Yeah. So don't drink Windex. Folks. No. It looks good, but don't drink it. Uh, so spray uh, shit like, in, blue, like some blueberry it looks juice. Great. Yeah, it looks like high C or something. <laughs> uh, so spray shit in face. Hit him in the knee with a hammer. That was okay. one. Two. Hit him what? with a hammer and stab him. Three. Roll up body in sheets and plastic bags. Sounds really easy, but she hit a roadblock when she's like, "Oh, this guy's really heavy, and I can't do it by myself." So all this whole plan fell apart. And also, I don't think she knee. did any of it. Hit, hit him, him in the knee. With hit him a in the, Hit him with a hammer. Hit him in the knee with a hammer. That's step one. Step one is spray shit in his face. Yeah. And then while he's, you know, disillusioned, hit him in the knee with a hammer. Okay. Then once you hit him in the knee with a hammer, I guess she's assuming he collapses. Then you hit him in the hammer, hit him more with the hammer. Then you switch to a knife. You stab him. Now he's dead. That's, that's how easy she's like, that's how easy it is to kill somebody. So those two things, hammer, stab, or spray hammer, hammer, stab, dead. He's dead. Okay. Now. Randy's dead. Then... You roll his body up in some sheets and some plastic bags and then dispose of him. And the disposing of his body was the big roadblock that she came across. Because it sounds maybe, like she, she shot him. She maybe didn't do she anything. Maybe she got her steps mixed up. Maybe it was I something. Mean, this, the steps got askew. <laughs> so weird. She, she, went off, she went off script at some point. Yeah. She went off script at some point. But she, how do you She have, also shot him. So, But you write this down? Yeah, it's like the dumbest thing you could possibly do. And then still have the letter around. You've had all these days of like going to the store, trying to you chop them up. Your, you put them on like a, uh, the little things you put them with the thumbtacks. Yeah, like get like, on a cork, you... cork board. <laughs> yeah. Come on, bro. You've been going out. You brought... Is that what that's called? Yeah, the cork. Like, yeah, yeah, the cork. That is cor- a cork board. It's a cork, like a wine cork. It's a wall of cork. I didn't put man, two and two together more, just now. Well, you know, man. Yeah, yeah, good. Wow. Yeah, cork board. Yeah. I just thought it was some rubbery shit. I just, I didn't know. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Some rubbery shit, cork. Some people call it. It's cork. You thought it was called a rubbery shit board? It's called a cork board, though. That's what it's cork called? Cork board, yeah, cork board. Yeah. Man. Yeah, the more you know. 
but yeah, so like I said, she shot him, so she didn't do any of these steps. But no. the idea that she didn't ball that piece of paper, burn it or something when she's been going to the store, getting cleaning supplies, bringing people over to brought her ex-boyfriend over to... Why didn't you think of disposing these things? That's it's crazy. crazy that she didn't think to dispose of these things. So anyway. Her not having... Well, calling anybody over... Yeah, that's adding to the is, problem. Is alarming. But like, but her not having friends, you call your ex-boyfriend? Ex come over. And your baby's father? That's do you think he still he, likes you he enough go, to right, where he goes do like, this? That's Help me dispose of a body. Come on, man. You know, we just was arguing last week. You wanted me to bring your other kids McDonald's, and <laughs> I didn't want to do that. And We just got an argument last yeah. week, and you're you going to ask me to dispose of a body? Yeah. But how did she get him over there, though? Did you say that? Well, she, well, she said... He's hitting our child, like our kid oh, together. Okay, so he came over okay, there ready. Yeah, you to, got me. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah for sure. Okay. Well, he was coming over. I, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And then, but then, you see this motherfucker dead in the closet, with his legs cut off. But yeah. all that shit is gone. Yeah, all yeah. that uh, emotion yeah. and anger is gone. And now okay. you're being asked to dispose of a human's body. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. That's a crazy proposition. So the teenagers told the police that Alan had mentioned he, that he planned to leave their mother. So they were in like a very tumultuous time. It sounds like Randy was one foot out the door, but still loved this kid. Maybe she okay. uh, was concerned about maybe he was the breadwinner. or I don't know. Maybe she, maybe this was a play for life, life insurance. Yeah. I don't really know. what the, But that doesn't say that. I didn't see that in any mention. In so anything. he was he, he had planned to leave her. He had mentioned it to his kids that things were rocky and that he might he might leave. Oh, he probably, something I probably got to make the mom then. Probably Possibly. Can't have you. Nobody can have you. Type of Possibly. An autopsy performed on Allen's body shows that he bled to death as a oh. result of a gunshot wound, mm. which penetrated his spinal column and likely would mm. have paralyzed him prior to his death. Uh, Tessalonica Allen is facing multiple felony charges, including murder, abuse of a corpse, altering a death scene, child neglect, and contributing mm. to the delinquency of minors by having them do, making them do crimes. Um, her trial is set for August of 2022. So. Oh. Like next week. Okay. Um, Randy Allen left behind five children and seven grandchildren. So rest in peace to Randy Allen. Like I said, that was a quick story. But the whole dismembering thing and bringing your ex into it, all that stuff, it was just in the note being found. There was too many things that I was interested in that I wanted to do a deep dive. And that was about as deep of a dive as I could get into because uh, the trial hasn't happened yet. So I'm sure during the trial, unless she takes a plea at some point early in the That's trial, sh more will be revealed. And whether that the truth or not is to be decided. She could lie. You know, her defense will try to make her attorneys will try to mount a defense that makes her look better. So we'll never probably get the truth. But her children were there. Mm -hmm. They have information about him maybe wanting to divorce her. So all that stuff will come out in the trial and we'll have a better idea of what happened that night by the time the trial's yeah. over. And if she represents themselves, represent herself, then she's uh, that's we've done enough. We've done a couple of stories of that, but I feel like that's so rare. I feel like it's so rare. I don't know. <laughs> that one was Ronnie, so Ronnie Coleman was so loud. It Ronnie was Coleman. so loud. It was yeah, like yeah, it was it was wild. Ronnie Coleman. That's all I think about now. Ronnie Coleman is the and the one you did about the guy from the nineties. Yeah, 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 who yeah. was like an SNL sketch or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the Ronnie Coleman one was just egregiously like you. Why would you think you have any grasp on being able to do this at all? But I don't think that many people rep represent themselves. I don't think it happens that often. It happens. It's crazy. But I don't think it happens. But when I did like. Two episodes ago, it was a female she represented. She represented herself. Yeah. Oh man. But I mean, like, it's a crazy. Again, it's it, a crazy. Like, option. We don't. We don't. It's like, the nuclear. It doesn't happen sure. a lot, but it's like when it. Roddy Coleman was like, this dude, unbelievable. Was, I'm gonna be a lawyer. I'm gonna just. just I'm gonna just try really to yell just, at you. I'm gonna lean into it now. I'm gonna just. 
It'd I don't even like quoting it because I, I, of what happened. But when he did the thing, he's like, and if y'all think I'm here to play with y'all, I'm not. That was like, what is the what what are you doing? Like, what is this? What are you what's the objective here? It was just so bananas insane. But yeah, rest in peace to Randy Allen. And uh, that was the story of Tessalonica Allen. Um, I can't wait to get more details in the trial. trial to see what yeah, yeah, the trial is going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm really interested. I'm gonna definitely keep myself abreast of that. And, you know, if, any updates I get, or if I, you know, she lays out her, her, her um, account of what happened that night, I'll, I'll bring it back to the please, podcast and give please. updates uh, if I remember. Which I don't guarantee that I will. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get into so much shit going on. <laughs> That's fucking, oh yeah, an update about a story I did six weeks ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't. Uh, I might, maybe I will. I'll try. I'll try my best. I really do everything I do. I try my best, but it doesn't always work out that way. Good vibes. All right, that's right, folks. It's time for some good vibes. Fran, it's my turn to uh, jump into things first. So uh, my good vibe story this week is about a 78-year-old woman, an iron woman, who is a powerlifting champion who does 400 squats and holds the record for, or and holds 19 world records. 78. 78? 78 years old, and she's cock diesel, Fran. For 78, you know, she's still an old, an elderly woman, but she's yoked for 78 years old. So uh, anyway, Nora, Lang- Nora Langdon is a world champion powerlifter at 78 years young, holding 19 world records with personal records of 413 pounds in the squat, 381.4 pounds in the deadlift, and a 203-pound bench press. She's out benching you That's easy. Crazy. Yeah, she's out benching you crazy, friend. Uh, if that wasn't already enough to get you off your bum and into your favorite workout... Langdon started when she was already 65 years old and too out of shape to walk up up the stairs in her house really? in her in her home so she was selling out she was she was selling oh she was too out of shape to walk in the home that she was selling as part of a 35 year career in real estate wow. so she was a real estate agent she was in this house and yeah. she, she she couldn't walk up the stairs so she was like I need to change this yeah uh let's let's see let's see and connected she, her her business exactly yeah you're like whoo and this house is, yeah. Go out, meet you. Yeah, you can go, you go stay, see. Yeah, go. Yeah. You guys, you guys have a moment. Check it out for yeah. yourself, so you can imagine what it would be like if you were living in here. You really could picture it without was me she, there. Was she overweight or? I think it was a combination of okay. that and age. Age, gotcha. yeah. Sixty-five and a little overweight. Yeah, a little hard to get up some steps. So she told her story to Refinery Twenty Nine's exceptional mini doc, irreplaceable, celebrating different. Uh, celebrating a birthday party, a friend introduced her to Art Little a personal trainer at Royal Oak Gym in Michigan. She came to watch a powerlifting meeting, a powerlifting meet, and asked Little if she could do the same eventually. Little was hesitant, but started her off with the basics. Langdon estimates that she has 20 to 25 medals in her trophy room, and she has competed in 25 sanctioned meets and won 23 of them. So she's a machine. In uh, In the two outliers that she failed to post totals, meaning that it wasn't that anyone outlifted her. So the two that she lost didn't have anything to do with, she wasn't outcompeted. Mm. It just was, she failed to post. I don't know what that means. People that lift that know what that means. She failed to post totals. So I don't know. Uh, she said, when I squat, this is what I say. I say, Holy spirit fall on me. Oh, Holy spirit. And I just do it. Come right on up. Holy 
Holy Spirit, activate, mm-hmm. activate, activate. activate. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. So yeah. she activates that Holy Spirit, and while she's down in the squat, and then she she calls on that Holy Spirit, whop, comes right up on mm. it, boom, shoots those knees, don't lock them fully, but you know, yeah, get them up there. Uh, she said, "I feel strength with I, I feel strength when I power lift." Mm-hmm. Um, she told she said in the documentary that she was in, uh, she said in a voiceover a voiceover comment as she prepared to rip a deadlift in a pair of pristine Chuck Taylors. Mm. She said because it because it means I can beat the world. I want to inspire other women to take care of themselves. Uh, she, uh, the most decorated power lifter in her weight class, she which is her Langdon competes in powerlifting three times a year at the state championships, the nationals, and the world. At 78? At 78. Damn. She has set up a GoFundMe to find it, and we're gonna, I'm going to fucking post that when I post this episode. Uh, she has set up a GoFundMe to finance her career beyond her very very meager sponsorship money. Um, and that's it. There's a video of, of the documentary that's available. That's her walking down the hallway. She's fucking built like Brock Lesnar, but black. Wow. Yeah, that's her. Look at her shoulders. Look at those traps. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's from doing, doing all those fucking uh, power, um, all that uh, benching. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, shout out to uh, Nora Langdon, 78 year old powerlifting machine and a powerful black woman. Mm. She uh, wears really cool socks and Chuck Taylors while she works out. Okay. Which I recommend against. I don't know. Sometimes people, a lot of people wear Chuck Taylors to the gym because it looks cool, but it's just not good. It's not good footwear to have yeah. on in the gym. But it does look cool. Um, but yeah, shout out to Nora. Brand. Shout out. So, oh, uh, so my good vibe this week is about a 17-year-old teen in San Diego returned a purse left in the grocery store parking lot. Mm. And although he expected nothing in return, hundreds of strangers have offered him a big reward. Ooh. Money? Adrian Rodriguez found a green handbag in Ralph's parking lot in Chula Vista, California, mm. two weeks ago. Instead of bringing it inside the store, he decided to deliver it himself to the woman's front door. Interesting. Although the owner, Ileana Martin, wasn't there, the purse was left with the roommates, and the home surveillance video was later used to track down the high school graduate to show him some love. Mm. He said, I looked right into the ring. Oh, yeah. No, she said, I looked into the ring camera, and I was like, oh, my God, he's such a young kid. Recalls Melina uh, Marquez, we need to find him and just give him a little piece of gratitude. Sure. She and Martin posted the striking image on social media and found the young man who returned the bag, which contained 20 bucks and a wallet full of credit cards. Mm. A mom, sorry, my mom always told me since I was a little, a little kid to always do the right thing when nobody's around. Mm. I didn't expect nothing back. Honestly, if someone found my stuff, I'd want them to bring it back to me. Said the humble youth. Yes. But the good news didn't stop there. Marquez Organized a GoFund, GoFundMe campaign as a way for friends and new admirers to reward Adrian's honesty. 764 donors sent money that totaled over $17,000. Oh! Every penny, every parent right now hopes their child, sorry, hopes their children grow up to be just like this young man. Uh huh. I'm sorry, they call him a young gentleman. Young gentleman, indeed. Uh, and that's what Marquise told the, the 10 News in the video below. So there was a video of him dropping it off. And the part where the part that hit me where where he said that you know his mom as a youngin, mm-hmm. mom told me you know to do the right thing, but nobody's looking, nobody's looking. So that's one of those things that like, even if you're young, kind of don't know, mm-hmm. you hear those things, but you go, it stick with you. But at the time, sure. you can't really, you know, take it in and yeah. kind of think about it. 
It kicks in when it needs to, but well, it's, it's there. Right. So it reminds me of uh, a situation that happened today, right? Uh-huh. So today, uh, Sophie was drinking water, and then, like, they was arguing, fighting over it. And Max wound, just wind up and just smacked Sophie, right? In the face or the cup? In the face. Oh, wow. So I see him do I saw him do it, right? Uh-huh. So I said, I'm, I'm, get over here. I yell at him, get over here. Start busting out. He busts out crying. Because you know he's wrong. Uh-huh. You know he's wrong, right? Busts out crying. Sophie's crying because she's getting face. Mm. He comes over. And, you know, I, I smack him on the hand. Yeah. I, hey, man, you can't. You don't hit, well, yeah, I know right? he don't. Now, I know he know he did something wrong. Yeah. He's sad. He knows yeah. he's in trouble. Smack his hand. You don't hit nobody one. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't hit girls, number two. Yes. Right? And I know he doesn't. Now he's like, I'm in trouble, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But I know that situation specifically is going to stick with him. You yes. Know, like, my dad didn't play that. If we don't, yeah. I don't hit, I don't hit women. Yes. And that just, that just thought me about that situation that yeah. happened today. And I, and I know that's going to stick with him. We go like, whatever happens. And as he get older, you know, It'll call back. You don't him. put yeah. your hands on women. For sure. You don't do that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, um, I want, did they have a video of him, them coming and bringing them that bag? I mean, it's go find me. So you just transfer it to him. Right. Yeah. I hope they, you know, cause it's one of those kind of situations where you go, yeah, we just thought we were going to give him like, you know, a couple hundred dollars, go get some some shoes or something. $17,000 now. I mean, I don't think he needs $17,000. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would get, I'm not saying me. I'm just saying, I don't know. These women, I don't know. I don't know if they got them the money. But I guess if you put the story out there, you have you have to because now people are asking questions. Yeah. So I'm sure he got the money. $17,000 is a, quite a bag for a young man to get. A young gentleman. Yeah, man. And it's like. I, I, I know it was a good deed You know He does need, You know I think you know, Compensated be very well Compensated yes Very well but Overly But I mean like 17 bands You gotta give me some off the top Give me <laughs> We did this together yeah. I caught you on the ring Yeah yeah. Nobody would have known I didn't, you, have, you to, I didn't have, have to I didn't have to do this I didn't Yeah you just been listening to viral. your parents About just doing it when nobody's looking Give me five I made it to people saw Give me five Call Eve Go and, go and extort them Give me five but Look I'll Eve. hit transfer to your account But let me just take five off the top You have to take five off the top Twelve thousand is still a nice bag for yeah. delivering a person. Somebody out of the kindness of your think, heart. Yeah, I don't think that's a. That's not, that's, you can go get him. You can go put a down payment on a Ford crazy? Fiesta. He might buy a Ford Fiesta. All, all right, for twelve thousand dollars. Why a Ford? Why a Ford Fiesta? Though? He can't buy a fucking Benz. Yeah, I'm how saying. You know want, how you know you want a car though? What if he wants to tra- travel the world? Let's go for him. Yeah. I believe. Do what he wants to. Go to Europe. See I'm, just, I'm just saying what the monetary value of twelve thousand dollars is with the things that you can buy. You know. Okay. You can buy a, a car. Can buy a car. I'm not buying at 17. I'm not buying a Ford Fiesta, I'm but I, I'm, I'm not. Buying, I'm not. I'm spending, right, spending the whole, the whole money on a Ford Fiesta. It's nah. crazy, but you don't know car payments. Nah, that's true. I was not, even nah. without car payments. Nah. I'm good on a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> I'm not spending all. Nah, I don't even know if I would accept a free Ford Fiesta. I mean, you know, that's a nice gesture, but I, I don't need it. I'm fine. I'm I good. It. You know, I appreciate. I can it. buy. You got at 17. You got though, electric bikes now. I can give me electric bike. Sure. At 17, though, I don't. It's know. like that's a thousand maybe. Yeah, for a nice electric bike. Yeah, 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 for sure. For as opposed to a Ford Fiesta, I'd probably take the bike. But um, yeah, yeah, a uh, couple of well, one more is kind of a good vibe, also a uh, content kind of thing. Uh, I've been watching these TikToks that they've been taking the world by storm. So I'm not telling anybody anything new, but maybe you. Uh, there's this young lady named Taylor Blake. She's a farmer. Okay. With and she's on this farm with deers, and there's this emu named Emmanuel. Oh yeah, and Emmanuel I tweeted about gets, this. Emmanuel gets in the camera, yeah. and then she tells him, "Emmanuel, don't do that." There's hey. another one too. This is another, another one. I don't know. I don't know what the name of that one is. Well, Emmanuel's the star. Emmanuel's the star. Emmanuel's I tweeted about this. I was like, "My man, Emmanuel just wanted some shine." That's his all. Life, man. You know, he just wants to get up in the camera. That's don't funny, forget about though. it. Yeah, yeah. Give the emu some. You don't. Yeah. You can't leave. Can't leave the emu out of the thing. 
But I just she uh, has a very uh, nice so temperament. So an emu and an ostrich is not the same. Uh, yeah, not the same thing. They have different names. They look similar, but okay. they are different. Yes. All right. Like a black bear and a polar bear. They're bear. They're bears, but they're different. So I don't know. I guess emus and ostriches are both birds. All right. But different birds. Um, I like well, no, to, the emu just don't have the speed of the ostrich. Maybe that's what's. I hear the ostr- ostriches are bigger. Okay. I know that for a fact. All ostriches right. are bigger and probably more dangerous. Um. Oh, uh yeah, but I like Taylor Blake a lot. She has a really good temperament. She seems like a cool person. Yeah. And she did Jimmy Fallon because of her really explosion of notoriety. Wow. And I just whenever I see people that really are seem wholesome and seem like they're just doing stuff because they're just keeping it simple, like she's a farmer, own, yeah. you know, does work on the land, and then now has gotten notoriety from seemingly just being herself. I don't think yeah. she's doing anything outlandish. She's not riding the ostrich. She's yeah. not doing or the emu. She's not doing anything crazy. She's but she can realize like, oh, this is funny. Exactly. So she leans into it. Yeah. You know, definitely like, you know, Emmanuel's definitely getting a lot more shine. Yeah. You know, well, but you know, he's the star. He's an animal. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, and I'm sure that translates into feed and things. Yeah. And, you know, so everybody's living good. I hope that, she, you know, so those really brought a lot of joy to me. Yeah, and funny. so any kind of um, benefits that come her way, I'm happy for because she's, she's making really wholesome content. And I think yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So I, I did want to bring up now, I, I saw this a while ago. I'm going to tell you this. You know, you know the videos you told me about with the guy at the train. That view that he has. Oh my god, with the big head and oh, I love that. Him. I can't people, remember his name, but now I people love are him. doing that. With people anything. are using with him. He stole that. that. That was his thing. He he made that. Yeah. Oh my god, it's a Cessna thirty-seven B forty-seven with that view now. Yeah, it's a it's a hilarious view. It is. It makes it you is. look like an alien. <laughs> it is really hilarious. Uh, recommendations corner. I only have one. Well, I've I I watched the old man, which is a Jeff, it's Jeff Bridges on FX. It's a crazy show. He's like an old. CIA black ops retired guy mm-hmm. badass John Wick type of guy mm-hmm. who has to go back into that life but now he's like old okay and it's really badass mm. seven episodes the episodes were good good show now Ooh. the show that I have to talk about the most is um one of the craziest shows I've ever seen it's one of the most and it's come it makes sense based on who it, who it comes from so um I, I told you about Nathan for you right Nathan yeah, Fielder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nathan Fielder did Nathan for you. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. He's such a naga, and I don't even know if he's funny or if he is on the spectrum or Nathan I don't really. He is one he helped with the businesses. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's like, hilarious. I want to make the Starbucks yeah, better, that's so hilarious. I decided to call it Dumb Starbucks. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. He has a new show on HBO. Hmm. I'm gonna try on my Max? best. To, HBO Max. Okay. I'm gonna try my best to explain to you this show. I don't know why. And I don't even know if I the concept of it will even make sense. You just have to watch it, friend. So the the show is called the rehearsal. Okay. The first episode, and I I get I'm people if you don't want to because it's not a spoiler, but the the concept works. If if the first episode is so much better when you don't when it catches you off guard, but you you like to know going in. So Nathan Fielder, his new show, the rehearsal. It starts off. He goes and meets this guy at his apartment. They have an interaction. He comes in. He makes some jokes, and you know he's there to he. The guy answered an ad about helping him become a better or help helping him solve a problem in his friendship group because he's been okay. lying to us. I want to cut you off, but is it is this new? Is super is this like it's new. new, brand new. It's two so episodes. it's like oh okay, so it's every other week? Every yes. week? Okay. Mm-hmm. The rehearsal. Gotcha. So he comes to this guy's house, the guy answered an ad that Nathan put out in the newspaper about he, this guy needs help trying to solve a problem in his friendship group. He's having a conflict with a friend. So the guy so Nathan Fielder offers to help. He comes into his apartment and the, the apartment is like the door to the apartment, the bathroom door, then the bathroom door has a closet door in the mm-hmm. in the bathroom he goes huh. Like Door City right here. And they he laughs and they laugh. He goes, uh, and then they go sit down on the couch and he kind of starts to explain to him. So he goes, 
he goes, so he goes, so we've been having a nice, you know, we've been interacting nice, right? We've been having a good conversation. Yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, that's because I've rehearsed this moment hundreds of times in a studio. That's an exact replica of your apartment a few miles away from this apartment. Mm-hmm. So he goes, remember, he goes, he goes, remember a couple of weeks ago when you had a gas leak in your apartment? Those were my guys. And they took a fucking, they scanned his apartment with like iPads to mm-hmm. like, they made an exact replica of his apartment. He hired a dude who looks like the guy he's talking to <laughs> uh. to go over how he wants to have the conversation and over every, every variable. They came up with the jokes and then they cut to him. Then they cut to like, oh man, it's like Door City right here. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, so I should make that joke. He goes, yeah, it's a good joke. He goes, and then he goes, he goes, shoes off. No, oh, no, you can keep leaving shoes on. You can leave your shoes on. He goes, uh. shirt off. <laughs> He go, then they cut back to him practicing the joke with this in this fake studio oh, that looks exactly like this guy's. It's the most psychotic concept of a show. Well, the, pic- the picture of the when you look at the show, he has like dolls. Is that is that like one of that hasn't happened yet? Oh, okay. But okay. I don't know what that is. But then the next episode is crazy. A, a woman uh, wants to know what it's that, like yeah. to have a baby, that, and it's yeah. it's basically he like. He He's gives rehearsing. he gives you a yeah, rehearsal yeah. of a thing you want to do in your life. Mm, yeah. So this woman, the next episode is like this woman wanted to have wanted she wanted to have a baby. So he like makes a whole scenario where she has every version of a baby from a baby to eighteen. Yeah, and just and puts her in a house and raises the child. And then he comes in and steals the child in the middle of the night and brings like a three year old and uh, keeps doing that every couple of days. He brings an older version of the child, and okay. you get to kind of rehearse what it would like mm, to be a parent. Okay. But the first episode was like this is the craziest fucking thing when he was like. I rehearsed this conversation with you. So he knew what he was going to say. And then he had other variables for the person didn't like this joke. If the, he tried it a thousand different ways in the studio and then finally went and met the person. It was, it's, it's the craziest (laughs) fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's hilarious. Nathan Fielder's a genius. And he also scares me because I think he, I don't know. He might kill people. He might be a killer. I don't know. Um, you got any recommendations? I'm still watching umbrella, umbrella Umbrella Academy. Academy. Haven't finished Uh, yet. No. Um, I'm watching it slowly, so yeah, sure, Vanya, I think is her name, is figuring out where her power is. Sure. I'm, I'm at that point. Okay, cool, so cool. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's, Umbrella. It's good. I, I, I told you, uh, uh, Five is my favorite one, if, if anybody watches the show. The guy from the guy from Misfits. He's the kid. No, no, no. Oh, the, yeah, the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears like it's the my, fancy clothes. That's my favorite yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner and true crime friend, so Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 